the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? What's going on, everybody? You've tuned into the one and only hot tag. It's yours truly, Shaheen. And Boxman. And we are the Persian and the Jew. You can check us out every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and show us some love by leaving a review. It really, really helps spread the name of the show. And for as little as $5 a month, you can listen to us on Patreon.com slash THT Network. That's right. Every week, we release a brand new exclusive episode for our Patreon only, including THT extras, Persian and the Jews, and live commentary over pay-per-views. And for you movie fans out there, listen to Anthony and me on THT Movie Review every other Saturday right here on Mixler and anywhere you find good podcasts. And don't forget to visit NuclearHeatGraphics.com where you can find my original art prints which focus on all the nostalgic things that we love growing up, including movies, wrestling, and Saturday morning cartoons.
There it is. Yes, folks. That is the Eddie Murphy hit, Party. My girl wants to party all the time. Yes. Yeah. Party. Party all the time. Yeah, I'm over here jamming, Bob. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, here, a little more. Here. Yeah, go Eddie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, that's enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but yes, that 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 was a song. Eddie Murphy did sing it, and uh, that you know just tied right into this right here, man. Uh, <laughs> that actually was did get radio play back in the eighties. You, you know that, right? I can imagine because this was the era of Eddie Murphy. Like, would you say like he dominated the eighties pretty much like no other? He yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. Yes, Shaheen, that was Eddie Murphy singing that song. He he put out a whole album if I if I'm correct. Oh whole album. I knew about this song. I didn't know he had a whole album though. Hold on. Hold on. O U R P H Y album. Yes, he did put out an album. Let's see here. Research. Uh, I love it, Box. Research. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Album music. Hold on. Album music. Let's type that in. Oh, excuse me. I think this Love's All Right, 1993. So he's put out a couple albums. Lord, have wait a minute. Hold on. Pause. Hold on. Eddie Mur- wait, a minute. wait, wait, wait. I got the Eddie Murphy discography. Here we go. Uh, 19. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 1985. He put out an album called How Could It Be? Motherfucker came, became gold. 1982, he put out the uh, Eddie Murphy. That was a uh, cassette. Comedy, yeah. Comedian also did good. How could it be? Music. U.S. hit gold. So happy in 1989 and loves all right in 1993. Yeah, we, yeah I'm with Shane. We got to get these albums, man. For who? We gotta- <laughs> all right, I can do that later. Let's not, uh, let's not send me that album. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we got to get those from AirPlay, bro. We got to. All right, I'll I'll, I'll take care. I'll take care of that later. Yeah, she can go on YouTube. You can. Uh, I'll bet we can get more Eddie Murphy music on YouTube. Box, I swear, between Eddie Murphy having albums, Steven Seagal, these are tailor made for our show, bro. We got to get to these soon. Oh, dude, <laughs> we might have to flip the script on a future episode. Even John Travolta has a fucking album, dude. Still not doing Grease Box, so don't slip that in. <gasps> God damn it. <laughs> Fine, be that way. <laughs> All right, I know Eddie Murphy had another song that was uh, like "Boogie in Your Butt." Did you ever hear that one? Boogie, no. Oh, oh. oh Jesus Christ, Boogie! <laughs> oh, sir. Oh, hold on. We have not even started the show, and look. Hold on. We fell into a rabbit hole. Here we go. Hold on. Is there an ad? Oh, there's an ad. Give me. Uh, I need about f- uh, uh, ten seconds here after this stupid ad. Oh, what is this? Oh, the 2020 Teller. Oh, Tell You Ride. Oh, very nice. A Kia. Here we go.
putting no boogie in nobody's butt. That's nasty, man. What you talking about? Putting boogies in people's butt. You out your mind or something? You go to jail for doing something like that. Well, step aside, my friend. I've been doing it for years. I say, sit on down. Open your eyes and open up your ears. Say, put a tree in your butt. Put a, a bubble bee in your butt. Put a clock in your butt. Put a big rock in your butt. Say, put some fleas in your butt. Say, stop to sneeze in your butt. Say, put a tin can in your butt. Put a little tiny man in your butt. Say, put a light in your butt. Say, make it bright in your butt. Say, put a TV in your butt. Say, put me in your butt. Everybody say. What do you think? I think that's why we going raw tonight. <laughs> I mean, hey, sounds there's, appropriate, doesn't it? There's more, by the way. I mean, there's more songs. We have a, a song this called is a, this Red is Amazing. We have a song called Red Light, uh, Oh Ja Ja. Yeah, Box, I got to ask. You said that one song. Go back. You said Red Light, right? Red Light. You want to see what Red Light's all about? Yeah, was that a period piece? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's find out on that. Roxanne. Oh, hold on. Red Light. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. That's Eddie singing. Oh, shit. Bro, this is fucking good. Like, I like this. I do. Like, I don't care. Nobody said Eddie Murphy got some uh, vocals. Uh, this is good. Oh, oh Snoop is in this video. Yeah. I can listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. This is good shit, bro. That's good stuff right there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now I want to know. Now the other. The, the, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. That was. I'm sorry. This is Red Light featuring Snoop Lion, not Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry. Lion, dog, cat, pussy, whatever. <laughs> song was dope. Song yeah, was dope. Now I want to hear what this other one is. I want to hear this old Ja Ja song. We gotta check this one out. God, yeah, we might have to play some of these tunes for a minute. All right. Yeah, we will. We will. It's fine. It's not. It's, it's an hour and a half of comedy. It's fine. It's yeah. It's not even because it stops like five minutes before for a uh, for credits. So we're fine. Well, hold on. Skip ad. Let's do this. Oh shit.
fucking love this. It's good shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to have to get this Eddie Murphy album. What the fuck, man? This is like. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to download some shit tonight, man. Like, I had no idea. Sir, I'm serious. I'm being genuine right now. I had no idea Eddie Murphy had this kind of vocal range. Yeah. Yeah. And this is obviously, like Shaheen is saying, this is recent because Snoop Lion, this was, that was a recent thing he did. So. Jesus Christ. Another, like... another song here <laughs> called Put Your Mouth on Me. Oh, wait a minute. This is, we might need to hear this one. That sounds so 80s, though. It got to be. It does. 80s. I hope it is. Let's see. Any ads? No ads. Let's do this. Oh shit, it's 80s. Yeah. Definitely 80s, definitely. Oh yeah. Ooh, baby, baby. Ooh. is the whole thing you have got to see the faces he's making it's eddie eddie is on in this video oh uh, god I, I can only imagine <laughs> this is this yes we, I, I agree with megs this might have to uh be converted to uh, an album review show tonight because i'm having fun going down this rabbit hole we've created for ourselves <laughs> well see now i'm gonna now i got eddie money songs coming up um i mean i'm down with the eddie money song um Oh shit! I mean, don't forget his uh, performance as uh, Randy Watson, sexual chocolate. Oh yeah, in Coming to America. Oh, speaking of Coming to America, Soul Glow. That song is epic. I'm sorry, that yes. should have been a real song. Yes, I love it that is. song. Yeah, it is. Let's see what what else is on this album here. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, we got uh, this is the one album, and then the other one. I think So Happy is the one with all the. Uh, Reggae, let me see here. No, it's not. Oh, oh no. That's the, this is the put your mouth on me one. Oh, we oh, might was have that to, the name of the album or that was just the Oh, we're song. just gonna have to go right to So Happy was the name of the album. We're just gonna have to go right to the song So Happy. Yeah, so yeah. happy, yeah, because she put her mouth on it. This looks <laughs> like a this this looks like he was trying to mix Prince and Michael Jackson, if you listen to it. Here we go. Yeah. I feel like Crockett and Tubbs are coming after me right now in a fucking Ferrari or something in Miami. Why does he sound like Depeche Mode? Oh. Uh. Why does, he sounds like he's trying to be the cure. What the 
we will not I will not allow you, sir, <laughs> to disgrace the good name of Eddie Murphy right now. And this is awesome stuff. This is golden. <laughs> All right, I'll give you more. Here we go. I'm sorry. This is really 80s. All right, let's do one more off this album. How about uh, either Pretty Please or Love Moans? You pick. What do you want? What do you want? Mm. Let's go with Pretty Please. Pretty Please it is, sir. Let's do it. Pretty Please right here. Here we go. deserve yeah i'm not too big on this one not not not, not, not i mean yeah that big. was probably the weakest one we played but still yeah i think so now i'm looking for the other album because <clears throat> there was four of them down there but box like real quick yeah based on what you've heard so far one to ten what would you rank uh eddie murphy's uh singing abilities in terms of actors that have tried to do the singing thing the the thing is eddie can eddie could always do the impressions if you hear him he's singing like other people in most of these songs so I think he did good. The guy's got four freaking albums. How could it be as a, a music album? So I right, will play one more. Let's play the title out the title song off the album. How could it be? Here we go. Let's, there's probably an ad. God damn it. Hold on. Two, one, skip. Let's get to the goods. Oh. Oh yeah. This is on the same album as Party All the Time, by the way. So this guy had uh, three, and I'm, <laughs> and according to this, Comedian was an actual album. Like, 
was that music? Let me see something. I'm going to pull up Comedian. No, no, no. Comedian, Comedian was definitely a comedy album. Oh, man. Yeah, that last song, it gave me, eh, kind of gave me douche shows, because you know what that reminded me of? Yeah. Remember, what, what was the name of that song um, from fucking uh, Titanic that they played ad nauseum for like two years straight? Oh, the Elton John song, I think? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Chick sang it. Celine no, Dion. No, no. Celine yeah. Dion. Celine Dion. Thank you. Yes, yes. The, the, the Satan demon herself. Celine Dion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck her. Right. Uh but uh <laughs> All right. Um, there you go. A little bonus guys, a little uh little little music in the beginning there to uh to kind of cool you down and just get you in the mood for the Eddie Murphy Raw episode that we're about to do. Um now in the beginning of this movie, Eddie liked to do little skits in the beginning. Um, Andrew Dice Clay actually kind of bit off that because at the beginning of his comedy sh- comedy movies, he had little skits too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Kinison used to do like music videos, like he had a video with uh, Jessica Hahn uh-huh. in uh, in uh, Leader of the Band. He had two videos with her actually. There was rumors about those two. Do you remember Jessica Hahn? She was the girl who was supposedly banging the. Uh, TV, the televangelist, Jimmy, Jim Baker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jessica, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was that. But in the beginning, we did see a few people here that were very up and coming. Matter of fact, this is Tatiana Ali's first movie she ever did. Wasn't credited. So if you go to IMDb, uh, a year later, she's credited in Crocodile Dundee 2. But yeah. this movie, she is not credited credited at all. We had a youngish Sam Jackson. Yes, we did. We had a youngish Sam Jackson. I don't think we need to go into who who he is now. This movie was directed by Robert Townsend, the underrated Robert Townsend, in my opinion. Absolutely, Hollywood Shuffle, uh, Meteor Man, The Five Heartbeats. Great five, I, I love the five heartbeats. I don't care what anybody says. Nah, we will. We, we that's we a gem. I'll I'll do that one. That's a great movie. Um, just really like uh, like Anthony said, under fucking rated guy. But uh, the funny thing is that opening sketch was written by Eddie Murphy and Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, I can see that. Yep, yep. So there was that, and uh, really the only two in that front scene unless you want to mention uh basil wallace who played eddie's father in that sketch um if you ever saw the steven seagal movie speaking of steven seagal marked for death oh yeah he played Screwface. oh that was yeah that was him Screwface. so i by the way that's, that's my probably one of my favorite seagal movies what was mine i think mine might have been um might have been hard to it's a tie between either like hard to kill or uh mm. above the law. Exit wounds was a good one too. Uh you know what uh, an underrated one was uh on deadly ground. On deadly ground. I like that one. I and of course I, yeah, of course, you know, you gotta go to Under Siege and um <sighs> You didn't like Under Siege? I liked the first one. After that they became a little weird. But yeah. uh uh I think that's really Oh, Dion Richmond as a young Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and by the way, the kid running around in the house is Damian Wayans. Ah, yeah, one he's of the, the uh, he's on a uh, the weapon, I believe. 
I think so. I think so. Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. Really worth mentioning for that beginning sketch. I wasn't going to play the beginning sketch, but yeah, it's kind of long in the tooth. But I got to ask, what did you think of a, a young Eddie Murphy's joke I'll about play. the lion and the thunder? And the- <laughs> well, I'm going to play it anyways. <laughs> of course you are. I mean, this Black History Month has been shit anyway, so why not continue? Play your clip. Play we'll your clip. <laughs> Before we get to that, there's a couple of little did you knows that I do want to get to. Uh, okay. This movie, Eddie Murphy's Raw, surpassed Scarface for the most use of the word fuck in a feature film. Uh, it surpassed it with 223 uses. Goodfellas, it took 1990. That surpassed that surpassed this movie um and there you I go I co-signed that by the way absolutely goodfellas actually oh. passed it in the word fuck um many comedians said that this move this movie this show was what really inspired them to do stand up chris tucker kevin hart gabriel iglesias um now this this movie in the beginning was rated x by the mpaa you know who that is, right? Yeah. Movie Picture Association of America. Yeah, yeah. Right. So what they they just had to keep editing it. It was re-edited a ton of times until they got the R rating in order to go. Wow. So, it, ma- it makes me want to see the what's on a cutting room floor. I would love. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, honestly, uh-huh. do, you, do, do you think an, uh, an extended version of Raw could work today? Like, like if somebody decided to put it together and put it out. Would you buy it? Because I would. Mm-hmm. That's a. I mean, seriously, like if they had to recut it, and this is still what we got, I want to know what they cut out. Yeah, I would love to see what got cut out of this in order to make this movie rated R. Jesus Absolutely. Christ. I mean, it was rated fucking X, dude. I mean, how bad could this movie have been? But uh, I've only got uh, one more I want to mention. Okay. The most successful stand-up concert film. Throughout the 80s and 90s, it took the original Kings of Comedy in 2000 to knock it off. So, yeah, just about 13 years. Yeah. 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 87, this came out. So, 80s, 90s, and this right here, 2000. So, Jesus Christ, man. This movie was a goddamn powerhouse of a movie. Matter of fact, I did want to do this. As of November 2018, Raw is still the number one stand-up film of all time, money making wise, it made fifty point five million worldwide before inflation. What they're guessing is, uh, and they guess what two thousand seven uh, two thousand seventeen dollars would be one hundred and ten point five million. So this movie still made more than any movie as of November two thousand eighteen. So base so basically in terms of stand ups. Eddie Murphy, he basically retired on top. He yeah. dropped the mic after this one. See, it ain't going to get no better than this. <laughs> no. I mean, we keep hearing rumblings that there's another one and, you know, he might do it again, but. It won't be the same. No, nah, it just won't <laughs> be the same. It will not be the same. Don't expect it to be. It just won't be. But uh, let me crank this volume and I guess we need to get to the movie. Uh, we got a couple little news bits. If we have time, well, eh, we can get to them now or we can do them for something yeah. else. Let's give him a little raw. 
Let's get let's, yeah, let's, let's get to the movie. If we have time, we'll go to the other shit. Let's get rolling with this. We'll see how drunk I am by, by the end of the show. And uh, let's do this. Let's start with a little raw. Let me get the volume up here, too. Otherwise, no one's going to hear shit. This is the beginning scene. Bear with us. The rest of it is all comedy. Just This is like a three-minute scene, so... This starts off Thanksgiving 1968. Give you guys a little bit of a of a uh, timeline right there where there starts. Kids running around the house. Everything's going. Here we go. Little party. Now, I done told you I'm stop running in here. I'm on smack with you now. Yeah. Them beds cost three ninety eight, baby. Yeah. But you see that chocolate cake I bought? You mean the chocolate cake that was on the counter over there? Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, well, check Cousin Cecil's pockets. You probably got it in there with the turkey leg and the sweet potato pie, too. Home, oh, home. Oh. <laughs> This is Tatiana Ali, by the way. Jackson. Yes. 
motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson. All right, there we go. That's that's a great start to this movie. I gotta tell you. What'd you think of the joke? I like that joke. Yeah, that 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 kind of shows you even back then he was ahead of his time, mm-hmm. and you kind of. <laughs> and I believe it or not, even though this is like technically not a movie per se, that little joke sets up a little joke that he has later in the movie that we'll get to. Yes, it does. But it's like uh, a little callback. Yeah, and right now they're kind of going through, but just to give you guys an idea of how how this movie was shot, and I just wanted to see Eddie Murphy's popularity. They do a little thing here. They talk to some of the people out here, out in the crowd, and stuff. Go ahead and play that too. What the hell? Oh, out there. Eddie Murphy merch. My favorite movie was Trading Places. 48 hours, that's what it means. Trading Places! Beverly Hills. Delirious. All of Beverly Hills. No, 48 hours. 48 hours. All of them. 48 hours. I even like Best Defense. Fuck that guy, by the way. What, the Best Defense guy? Yeah, Best Defense, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, come on. You like Best Defense? No. Exactly. And I like some shit movies, dude. That's pretty bad if I don't like it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it doesn't help that Eddie Murphy was in that movie for what? All of what? 10 seconds? Maybe 12? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're obviously in New York if you didn't get, if you didn't guess that by that girl's accent. 48 hours. The garden. The garden. They're at the garden right now. Her favorite movie was 48 Hours. And uh, let's go play a little more. I love this 80s limo. It's all short. Actually, you know what? I just remembered. That's like the, that's it. Until we get to the actual comedy, that was actually it. They interview a couple more people, but now he's walking. He's got a purple leather suit on. Purple and black. Just, you know, Chris Rock made the same, said he was, it was the biggest mistake of his life wearing a leather suit on stage. But obviously, it's obvious why he did it. He was trying to have his Eddie moment. Yeah, I mean between I mean between this and delirious, uh, <laughs> you could tell you got to have supreme confidence to dress like Eddie Murphy did in the eighties. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to have supreme self confidence to walk around in public in patent leather. <laughs> yeah, well, in the eighties, dude, did you, dude, you don't understand what the people were wearing in the eighties, dude. You just you just don't understand. Leather was like probably the most. Not even a crazy thing in the eighties. Uh, I wasn't. No, 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 no. Dude, we were we were wearing parachute pants, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> this is true. 
By the way, those were comfortable as fuck. I just wanted to throw that out there. More comfortable than Zubas? Yeah, dude. Yeah, parachute pants were comfortable. They were they were really bad in the winter though. <laughs> really, really bad. Because they were very thin. So you would freeze your legs off. So, all right. Let's go ahead and uh I guess we can get to a little more. Now we're actually getting to the show part of it. Let's uh let's start this up. Let's do it. We're at the show. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> This is that crowd. Getting together to hear some offensive jokes. 1987. Sit down. Everybody sit. Hey, cool out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And hello, New York City. Coming out of the show, don't let the lights and cameras throw y'all. We film a movie here, and, and y'all gonna be in the shit. Except <laughs> only I'm getting paid for the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I take a joke too far and get in trouble. That's why I haven't been on the road the last three years because I did a lot of. Did y'all see Delirious? Yeah. In Delirious, I was making fun of a lot of entertainers who. That's when I got scary because I did some jokes about Mr. T. And Mr. T was gonna fuck it up. He was, I was scared, cause y'all see Mr. T, he don't look like, you know, like he can't fight. He looks like he can whip some ass, right? <laughs> and I was petrified. I was walking party and people said, yo man, Mr. T was just here looking for you. <laughs> he was walking up to people saying, I'm gonna whip it in the ass when I see him. <laughs> then I watched the show, cause I, never, I didn't know him. I watched the show to see what kind of guy he was and the character on the show ain't too bright. So I figured if he came up to me, I could use the Jedi mind trick on him. Mr. T walk up and go, I heard you did some jokes about me. No, you didn't. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's make that our first pause in the movie right there. Yes. Now, Mr. T, I hope everyone knows who Mr. T is. He did have a little bit to do with wrestling, so everyone should know. But at this time, Mr. T was very popular. The A-Team was still was a popular show in 1987. But... I mean, Mr. T was basically like a motivational speaker of the 80s and early 90s. And he was very famous. I still, do you know how he kind of got in the limelight and famous? I, I don't know. I honestly have no clue. It's like, I know him, obviously, A-Team, and I know him from wrestling, but I never really looked into his backstory. I haven't either, and I mean, I uh, we might have heard it <clears throat> on the Hall of Fame, but the 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 mama stuff just drowned it out. So, but I mean, he is a WWE Hall of Famer, and he's, uh, he's contributed a lot to wrestling and pop culture. He has, and he's re he was really, really a very popular person, and it was very. I mean, he was in cartoons. You know, they the, the, they had him in cartoons. I believe he even did a couple of Scooby-Doo episodes back back in these days. But he was, I mean, they even had a Mr. T cereal. <laughs> it was, it, dude, it was, it was gold, it was like gold chains and stuff. It was one of the most racist cereals in the world. 
<laughs> Jesus. It was tees and gold chains and it was <laughs> Yeah. Boy, Black History Month 2019 been wow. We've been wild. <laughs> but well, hey, but again, Mr. T again, back then no one took it like that. It was just, oh my god, a Mr. T cereal. Let's eat this shit. And uh yeah, there was even a Mr. T cereal, but he was in an incredibly incredibly he was very over in the uh in just in the 80s and early 90s but uh let's go back do a little more because this joke does go much further and much better i'm gonna go beat up the fool that told me them lies i was scared i'd be at parties he was looking for me i would just leave because i don't want to fight mr t then i found out michael jackson was looking for me and i was like Yo, when Mike, I found my manager called me up and said, Yo, man, Michael Jackson is mad. I was like, So? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I fucked Mike up, you know, Mike. Mike don't weigh but a buck oh five, you know. I bust that ass on Mike. I, I was looking for my, but my manager said, You know, we don't know everything about Michael Jackson. He might be this bad motherfucker behind closed doors. He's a recluse, you know, behind closed doors. He might be completely different. And I'd be at a party and have Michael walk up to me one day and be like this. And I can't do the shit. It's shit. It's the dumbest dance ever. Cause I can't do it. That's why I say it's stupid. But how do you do the moonwalk and ask a woman to dance? It should be at the party. Hey, baby, come on, let's dance. See you later. This joke didn't age so well, did it? Um. Uh. Eh. <laughs> it, it, I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. No, I mean, I, I'm. I, just, I, I still thought course. it was funny. Of course, it's definitely a funny joke. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm actually joking, saying it didn't age very well. It's it's still good, but goddamn, dude! And he did try to moonwalk there. If, 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 you know, just we <laughs> never we didn't see it. Obviously, he was embarrassed and was like, "Cut that shit out, man! I don't want don't want to see me." Now, Box, let me ask you though. Legitimately, do you think anybody ever took offense to anything he said <laughs> in one of his acts? Um, I mean, we'll we'll get to it later. The big one that everybody remembers. But as far as Mr. T and uh, Mike Jackson here. You think they took took it personal? No. Or you thought they could laugh it off? Um, now, the one person I know would laugh it off would be Mr. T because they were good friends. And I think he even was friends with Michael Jackson at the time. I believe they were friends. I believe Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson were friends. I don't know if it was at this time, but I know eventually they were friends. So, obviously, Michael Jackson was not known to take offense at a lot of stuff. So, this is actually true, yeah. Yeah, he really wasn't. He he rolled with stuff. I mean, you, you got to realize this, this was a guy who did a lot of things uncredited. You know, he did the he he did voiceovers in a Sonic game, the original Sonic game for N sixty four, and never it wouldn't be credited. That's that's amazing to me. Like, <laughs> take credit for that shit. <laughs> uh, what's that song, Rockwell? Um, I always feel like somebody's watching me. That's yeah. that's that's Michael Jackson singing that. Whoa, 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 Paul! Seriously? Do you know who Rockwell is? 
No, but I know that uh, little little jingle you just sang. Okay, I've heard it that times. is that is Michael Jackson singing it. That wow. is Barry Gordy's son. Wow, Barry Gordy, the founder of Motown. That's his son. Wow, so mine is blown right now. That's why Michael Jackson did that. Uncredited, basically did it as a, as a solid. Then, oh, wow. I mean, yeah, but that is him. If you dig into Google, that is him singing in the background there, and uncredited. Yeah, Michael Jackson was a good dude, man. I mean, I know, like B makes is saying, I got about two weeks until the Michael Jackson thing comes out. But I mean, you know, either way, he did a lot of things for people. I'm not so sure what he did to people. We'll have to get into that other day. But, um, but yeah, yeah, Rockwell was Barry Gordy's son. Never used the name Gordy because he did, and, um, and, by the way, Barry Gordy was also behind the the Last Dragon. The, check that yeah. out in the archives. Show enough, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. That's that he just didn't want to use the name because he wanted to try to make a name for himself. But yeah, that is Michael. J- if you, I mean, it it definitely sounds like him if you listen to that. Yeah, I might have to go back and really listen and pay because, like, obviously Michael Jackson has a very distinctive voice and singing style. So I'm have to go back and really listen to that now. Well, you know what? What the hell? We're doing songs tonight, aren't we? Yes. So let me. Here we go. First thing. Didn't even get those. Didn't even get the W and Rockwell. Here we go. We can play this real quick. Could switching to Geico oh, really Jesus. save you fifteen percent? God damn this guy in his fifteen percent off fucking Geico. All right, I'm watching a pig. Uh, okay, anyway, here we go. definitely michael jackson thank mm. you for uh putting put me on in that box wow <laughs> that's, there you that's go a cool little fact boy wow yeah and he definitely was uh was on a, one of the sonic games too and uncredited for it so oh very and, cool and that and uh men in black 2 that was really him on the screen and he's uncredited for that too wow Remember a lot of hidden was, gems from my yeah, wow. yeah yeah that was really Michael Jackson at the, okay come on I could be Agent M <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right so let's get back to this because uh, goddamn we got some good shit coming up still let's do this stupid moonwalk that's some stupid shit 
Michael can do that shit though. Michael's so famous. Michael went on television and, and everything he says, the public believes. Went on television and said, I don't have sex because of my religious beliefs, and the public believed it. I know brothers like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and white people thought, that Michael's a special kind of guy. He's special. I mean, it's good, clean, and wholesome. Y'all believe it. You know how I knew y'all believed it? Y'all didn't get mad when he took Brooke Shields to Grammys. Nobody white said shit. And Brooke Shields is the whitest woman in America. That's Miss America every year. Brooke, fuck who you see with the crown. Brooke, you look at white woman in the dictionary, be a picture of Brooke like this. <laughs> She's white. Oh, shit. All right, try to do that joke in 2018 or 19. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, man. It's like <laughs> Eddie was some kind of special. He gave zero fucks. <laughs> yeah, for about a, a good fifteen years before they finally shut him down. <laughs> yeah, now B Meg brings up a good a, a good thing here. He says uh, Eddie's white guy voice isn't as strong as Dave Chappelle. So, what do you think, Anthony? Dave Chappelle white guy voice or Eddie Murphy white guy voice? I would give the edge to Chappelle slightly, but overall, I feel like Eddie does, would, does better impressions. Yeah, I think Eddie definitely does better impressions. And I think, and I'm probably, you know, I'm obviously older than you, and I grew up on the Eddie white guy voice. So I would have to pick the Eddie white guy voice just because I'm an old piece of shit. But, um, you know, I, Chappelle's is good. And by the way, Weebs, <laughs> we already talked about the fuck thing. Where the fuck were you? Fucking asshole. Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> I wonder how many times we can say fuck on this show. Well, let's give it a fucking shot. Fuck yeah. Fuck Any yeah. fucking way. Uh, B Megs does say that, uh, okay, better impressions by F Eddie fucking Murphy. But yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, look, there's a lot of good impression guys out there. Eddie Murphy wasn't the first guy to start doing impressions i would never say that but he definitely did good ones and even some of his were over the top but they were always funny so well well here, here, here here's how you can break it down like when it came to his impressions you can tell like he really studied people right like like if you listen to, like his like his elvis his uh desi arnaz his uh, Ralph Cramden, you know Jackie Gleason, were impeccable. Down to the mannerisms, down to the his his Cosby is fucking on point to me. A mm -hmm. lot of people can do a Cosby impression, but nobody does a Cosby impression quite like Eddie Murphy. Like no. you feel like you listening to Bill Cosby when you listen to Eddie Murphy do an impression of Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, it was really good stuff. Yeah, he those were good. The Ralph Cramden and the you know the, the Gleason were great. Oh. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, he coming for you, Box. I mean, you do a good sly. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sorry, man. I, it had been a while since I had saw Raw before today. Mm. But it'll rock up. <laughs> we'll get to it later. But, you man, know, he gave you a run for your money, Box. I got to admit, I purposely didn't watch this today. I knew I was going to play it all. There was no way I was going to be able to pick clips, just like Delirious. So yeah. I purposely did not watch this today. I just wanted to watch it again while we did it. So I'm kind of getting a not natural reaction, but I didn't watch it already and laugh at the jokes. So, all right, let's do this. Goddamn, beard's got me burping over here. Let's do this. And this nigga took it to Grammys. Nobody said shit. 
<laughs> if I took Brooke Shields to Grammys, y'all lose your mind. Because y'all know Brooke would get fucked that night. <laughs> What's up? Is he wrong? No, I doubt it. <laughs> Shit. I mean, we found out later, Eddie, you know, might might like a tranny or two, but then, you know, Brooke Shield definitely might have, uh, you know, that night. It was a different time. Yeah. Plus, he was Eddie Murphy in the fucking 80s. He was, man. Yeah, definitely. And as, I mean, Jesus Christ, huge. I mean, you saw the crowd, the crowd's talking about his movies that he was already in. This was obviously after 48 hours. This was obviously after all those things because the crowd was talking about it. But still blowing up. And, and bear in mind, by the time this movie came out, I don't even think he was 30 yet. I How don't think so. is that? I think he was 28 or 29 when he made this. Yeah, exactly. So, but still, I mean, like, what were you doing, Box, at <laughs> <Yeah>. 28, 29? <laughs> Good question. I was in Florida. Probably drinking. Drinking. Did you uh, visit any establishments that you might have uh, got popped for? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. What year would that have been? That's what <laughs> they all blur what? together. I don't even know anymore. Uh, <laughs> she said this is before he got bored of the, the vagina. <laughs> I like weebs. Uh, Eddie was trying to be an original Uber. He like, was. <laughs> He was, he was just, he said he was just giving her, giving her, he, she a ride. And I'm, I, I, I don't know what to, I don't know how they were dressed. So that's why I can't, uh, I can't use my was, correct pronoun. I'll just say they. So to not get in trouble with the LGBTQRSTUV LMNOP community. Um, anyway, here, we, let's play a little more of this. Let's let Eddie get us in trouble instead of us getting us in trouble. Here we go. Yes. Brooke knew too. She said he wasn't labeling, he wasn't discriminating. In 2019, the guy is a hero. In 2005, he's guilty. <laughs> you awesome. That's why we going this year. <laughs> Stop. Now, see, I did jokes about, you can not, I did die jokes about homosexuals about a couple years ago, and faggots were mad. They were like, <laughs> And they were, oh. it's nothing like having a nation of fags looking for you. Oh. I'd be at parties. There's always two or three homosexuals at a party. And they'd be standing around looking at you. They'd be looking at everything. <laughs> He's an asshole. I can't travel the country freely no more. I can't go to San Francisco. They got a 24 hour homo watch waiting for me in the airport. As soon as I got off the plane, they'd be like, he's here, yes, yes, it's, it's him, yes, it's him. And the cars would come rushing across town, be woo, 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 woo. And there won't be no siren, it'd be a real fag sitting on the roof going, woo, 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 woo. Okay. Now, let's just, these are the jokes he apologized for, by the way. You realize that, right? Yeah, and I'm disappointed. I am too. It always disappoints me, but this was funny back then. I'm still laughing at these jokes. I mean, 
Oh, well, I'm sorry, Merle. I mean, like, I'm, if you're a comedian, why you should never apologize? Mm-hmm. The jokes. People have a right to get offended just as much as you have a right to say what you want to say. Freedom of speech. They're jokes. Especially at the a end joke of the day. From- Especially from 1987. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, apologize for 30, 40. Come on, man. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of ridiculous to hold somebody accountable for something. (laughs) Shaheen likes the siren part. Shit, yeah, and never like, and he's saying again, you know, don't apologize. I would never apologize for laughing at any of this. This shit is funny. You know what? We need more of this, and people to just not lose their minds, get offended. Yeah, we need more of this kind of comedy because this yeah. shit is funny. I wish comedians would do more of these kind of movies, get-togethers, and be like this, but. I don't know. I mean, imagine an Eddie Murphy coming out now and trying to do some of these jokes. Because I mean, the rumor is he does want to do stand up. He does want to do another one of these stand up movies again. And I'm just worried about what the jokes would be. No, it's just this generation box. You said it before. You know, it's too pussified. They wouldn't. They wouldn't know how to handle it. I guarantee you've had people in the crowd with video. Oh my God, I was offended. I, I was traumatized. You'll have people in therapy sessions mm-hmm. <laughs> coming out of a, out of an Eddie Murphy concert in 2019 if he reverts back to the Eddie Murphy of the 80s. Oh my God, the language. He said, "Fag." Oh my God, I don't know what to do. You'll have people in in shock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he he said "fag" and "faggot." I mean, he went both. Exactly. You, you, you think about it. Remember, like a couple uh, shows ago, we uh, talked about the uh, guy that came out with the article ripping apart American Pie. You know, twenty years too late mm-hmm. for being offensive, for being all. Can you imagine? I mean, this is why you know you got sometimes some things are better left to time, left to the past. Yeah, yeah. I hope you can't, uh, you, certain things can't be recreated. Raw coming to America, they those are classics. You can't touch them. You can't because. Uh-huh. If you base it on 2019 standards, they would get ripped apart, and it just apology tours. I can't, I can't, I can't do. I can't. I, it would break my heart to see Eddie Murphy on an apology tour. Mm. It would break my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mine too. I would hate it, man. I would absolutely hate it. I would. It, it would. It would just be. It would. It would break my heart too. But uh, all right, let's play a little more of this shit. Let's get more going here. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. I'm going to read him his rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be here to get you in the court of law. You have the right to an attorney. Now turn around, I'm going to frisk you. Are you carrying any concealed weapons? Are you carrying? What is this? What is this? Lay down on the floor and spread it. (laughs) It was his dick, the concealed weapon. Get it? Get it? It was his dick. You don't, you don't get it, Anthony. I get it, get box. It. I get it. Anthony doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yes, I do. You get it? Yes. It was big and black. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris Rock. Wrong, wrong movie, Anthony. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so there we go. A little bit more of the of the gay joke. He just drilled it even more down. That uh, pause. Anyway, um, let's just play more before I say something else. 
watch the Bill Cosby show? Yeah. I do too. I love Bill Cosby's show. I've been a, a big fan of Bill Cosby all my life. Never met the man before, but he called me up about a year ago and chastised me on the phone for being too dirty on stage. And it was real weird because I had never met him. And he just thought it was he should call me up because he was Bill and tell me that he did about what comedy is all about. And I sat and listened to this man chastise me. And when Bill Cosby chastised you, you forget you grown. You feel like one of the Cosby kids and shit. And I ran in the house all excited to talk to Bill and picked up the telephone and Bill got raw on me. I was like, hello, Mr. Cosby. And you hear, I would like to talk to you <laughs> about some of the things that you do in your show. All right, before we go any further, this yes, really didn't age well. Okay, in what way? Bill Cosby chastising anyone. Oh, oh I got you, I got you. For anything. Uh, maybe language. All right, language. Okay. But Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> this man was drugging and <laughs> raping women. I mean. Yeah. And I don't have to put allegedly because he's been convicted. Yes, and apparently he's loving life in jail. Oh. Well, him and uh, him and I love all the memes of him and Jesse <laughs> Smollett. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, we'll, we may or may not get to that later. Let's see. Uh, let's do a little more Eddie Murphy talking about Bill Cosby. Let's go. Oh yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. He always tells you stories. I would like to tell you a story. I have five children. One, two, three, four, five, five, five children. I live in Massachusetts with my wife, Camille, and my five children. Now, of the five children that we have, there are four girls and a boy. The boy's name is Ennis. He loves everything you do. Comes home from school the other day with a big smile on his face. And my son looks just like me. He walks through the door looking at me with this big smile. <laughs> I cannot resist. Because it's such a beautiful smile. And he walks up and I say, what are you smiling about? Aww. <laughs> And the child says to me, I'm smiling because I need money to go see the Andy Murphy Show. Please give me money for a ticket. Now, if the child is smiling this way because he needs money for a ticket, I have to give him money for a ticket. I do not handle the money in the house. My wife, Camille, handles the ticket money. So I must go into the kitchen to where my wife is cooking dinner for the family. And she is inside the kitchen cooking. And she's got a bowl and she's cooking up the food, man. She's cooking it up. And the child walks in the room with the smile. He says, Mother, please, money. She gives him the money. He runs off to see your show. Now! We sit in the living room waiting for Ennis to return. At about five o'clock in the morning, the child comes through the door. He has a different look on his face. It looked like he heard something at your show that he's never heard before. And I say to my child, I say, child. <laughs> I say, what did the man say on the stage? 
And he says, Pop, the man comes out and says these things. I said, well, what did he say? He says, Pop, he comes out and says some stuff. I said, well, what did he do? He says, Pop, he walks out and he goes, hello, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. All right. I didn't want to ruin the flow of the Cosby, so I waited till a laugh. But <laughs> you're right. His Cosby is great. B makes says he makes him sound a little bit retarded. Uh, like I said, yeah, impressions are over the top sometimes. I mean, not so much retarded. It was just like exaggerated, which if you think about it, was really in tune with Cosby. Because he was very exaggerated in his mannerisms, facial reactions. Mm-hmm. So it was actually pretty spot. Like I said, it was pretty spot on. Yeah. And if you watch this, you can actually see the faces he's making. I wish everyone, you know, go back and watch this. Definitely. You will be just flabbergasted at the uh, yeah. faces he's yes. making. And he does another impression in the mix of the Cosby, but I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen this in a while. No, I'll, I'll go ahead and play, though. Here we go. You cannot say filth, flying, filth, flying, filth in front of people. I said, I never said no filth, flying, filth. Because you know what I'm talking about. I can't use the type of language that you use, but you know what I mean when I say filth, flying, 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 filth. And I said, I never said no filth, flying, filth. And I don't know what you're talking about. I'm offended that you call. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's when Bill got pissed. That that's what I'm talking about. You cannot say fuck. <laughs> In front of people. And I got mad. Because he thought that was my whole act. Like I just walked out on the stage and cursed and left. And I managed to stick in some jokes between the curses. You couldn't give no curse show or walk out and say, Hey, felt for him. Motherfucker, dick pussy snot and shit. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Suck my dick. Bye-bye. I was pissed off. I was so mad. I called Richard Pryor's house up and said, Yo, Richard, Bill Cosby just called me up and told me I was too dirty. All right. Before we get to the Richard Pryor. Would you go see a show if he just did that? Prime Eddie Murphy. I probably would because he would find a way to make too. it funny. Just to see but Eddie Murphy. Once, but once again, like, yeah, he was dirty. Yeah, he used a lot of language. But there were stories being told in between mm-hmm. the fucks and the suck the dicks. And, the and I, I feel like that's what was lost on Cosby. I mean, he didn't like the way he got to the jokes, but they were still jokes mixed right. in with the language. Exactly. Cause, it, cause anybody, let's be honest, box. Anybody, it's no art in getting on, anybody can get on stage and cuss. You still got to have talent. You still have to be a good public speaker. You still have to know how to interact with people. You still have to know how to talk. Yeah. And strain, and, you know what I mean? Put together a story, structure, the whole bit. It's not just cut. And I feel like that's, that's what was lost on Cosby and a lot of that, you know, well, and a lot of his critiques and criticisms. Yeah. And Cosby's style would be to go up there and tell you a 10 minute story. And there was maybe three funny parts in the story. That was, yeah. that, that was Cosby's kind of comedy. Eddie Murphy was fast paced. He was much different. He was much faster. And yeah, the cursing just sort of flowed with his comedy. And this was, again, this was the time of the Dice Clays and the Sam Kinison. This was where the, the dirty comics were, were just, that's what they did. This is, this, they were the shit. Times were changing. To put it in perspective, when uh have you seen early, early Richard Pryor clip before? Mm-hmm. Suit, tie, hair, slick bag. Mm-hmm. 
pre-weed Richard Pryor. He was basically, he even said he was trying to be like a young Bill Cosby. But that wasn't working for him because he, you weren't going to out Cosby Bill Cosby. He, he, so right. he had to find his own niche. So slowly he morphed yeah. into the Richard Pryor that we came to know and love. And, yeah. and, and that's what it is. Like you just have to find your niche. Well, listen, Rodney Dangerfield, one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest one-liner comedians in the world. Absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. Ryan Dangerfield was a comedian, and he flopped at it. He sold aluminum fucking sighting for 10 years, and then created this character that we all, that we all fell in love with. But, I mean, it took him 10 fucking years to create this character, so... Not everyone falls into a character right away, and not everyone is beloved right away in the com- in the comic world. You just got to find your niche. Yeah, and you know everyone found it. Prior took prior a while to find it, and you know took Dangerfield a while. But Eddie Murphy's niche was that dirty comic, and he yeah. even you know based himself or you know kind of thought him thought of himself as sort of a Richard Pryor. Yeah. So. Let's go ahead and get to the Richard Pryor because, goddamn, he does Richard Pryor pretty goddamn good. Yes. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Next time, motherfucker, call, tell him I said, suck my dick. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck make the people laugh, say that shit. I said, do the people laugh when you say what you say? I said, yes. He said, do you get paid? I said, yes. He said, well, tell Bill. I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And obviously, if you don't know, Bill Cosby was doing Coke commercials back in these days. And that's where the Coke reference came in. You know, it, I don't know, man. Like, say what you want. But given what uh, we've learned about Bill Cosby, I feel like. Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor have been vindicated in so many ways because at least in the case of Pryor, he was up front about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> that he ever did, good and bad. He didn't hide behind this veil of secrecy. Like, right. <laughs> who else would make a joke? Yeah, I, I, I forever in a day laugh at the, uh, Richard Pryor as a match running. <laughs> he lights up a match on stage. Hey, what's that? Richard Pryor running down the street. I, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's just, it, it's crazy to think. This Eddie Murphy became Disney Eddie Murphy, became Nutty Professor Eddie Murphy, Shrek Eddie Murphy, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What do you attribute that to? Maybe he had some business people on his head. And maybe, Eddie, maybe he saw the change. In the culture, because he, because if you really think about it, he was ahead of the curve on a lot of things. Uh, you saw that, Before, Di- dude. His career was dwindling, and he saw that Disney money. That's what fucking happened, dude. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest about it. When he started doing some of those, you know, shitty Nutty Professor and all those sort of uh, Jerry Lu- Jerry Lewis remakes, because that's what Nutty Professor was—a Jerry Lewis remake. Yeah, I like those. Those to me. The first two Nutty Professors that kind of represented the end of eighties era Eddie Murphy. If yeah. you if you wanted to put like a a period yeah. on the end of that era of his career, yeah. And I liked the first two also. I I did. I'm not gonna lie, but it it that was the. I mean, he just he saw that. 
I don't know if you saw being a clean comic because you can't go from being what he was to being a totally clean comic, but I think he just saw that Disney money and his career wasn't going great. He was getting movies here and there, but he wasn't he wasn't this Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he, he was making gold as opposed to platinum right. in the mid to late nineties. Is the best way I can put it. Yeah, exactly. So all right, let's get to more Eddie Murphy. The Jello pudding eating motherfucker. <laughs> Richard, Richard is the rawest motherfucker in show because Richard's the one that made me want to do comedy. When I was little, I wanted to be Richard Pryor so bad I used to read, listen to Sneak in the Memory. You sneak in the basement, put his albums on, and just listen. Your mother ain't supposed to hear, so you listen, <clears throat> listening and shit. And I turned. I was. I wanted to be Richard so bad I used to go out on stage when I was 15 and talk and act and walk and do everything like Richard Pryor. My mother would sit there and watch her little 15-year-old son on stage saying some outlandish shit. My whole act back then was about taking the shit because that's all I had done at 15. <laughs> That was my life experience, but it sounded like Richard Pryor jokes. I'd be going, you ever like sometime, right? You get on that toilet, and when you shit, that water splash up on your ass. Don't that make you mad, right? You know what really make me mad is when shit come halfway out your ass, then go back up in that motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Why does shit be teasing your ass, right? Just get the fuck out, right? You know what really bother me is when you be straining for a long time, right? And one little pebble shit come out. Right? Be some shit this big, right? Well, push your head up your asshole and say, that's all the shit I'm gonna get, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what really make me mad when your ass don't cooperate with you and clench up and break the shit in half. And you be mad as a motherfucker too, because you know you got to wipe your ass for like five hours and shit, right? <laughs> Use 12 rolls of toilet paper on that motherfucker. You know what really make me mad though? It's afterwards, right? It's after you shit. You done all the shit you gonna do for the whole day, right? You finish shitting and you flush the toilet and wait a second and one chunk come back. What does that chunk want? <laughs> my, act, my mother sit there shocked. Now if you don't speak English, you can't hear that bit. If you, all you hear is shit, ass, shit, shit. See, I got a lot of foreigners that come over. I got a lot of people from other countries that see my films that come over to the United States because New York is like a tourist place and they get HBO and they catch delirious and they can't speak English and try to do my act on the street and all they got is the curses. I got foreigners from all over the world walking up going, Eddie Murphy, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Back to the prior thing. That uh, great prior. He really yes. does do a really good Richard Pryor. Again, he wanted to be Richard Pryor, so it makes sense that he does a good impression of Richard Pryor. And um, I wish we got more, but listening to that made me so glad that we at least got the one. Harlem Nights, mm-hmm. three generations of comics, first and only time it ever happened. You got Pryor, you got Murphy, you got Red Fox. Absolutely, man. I, I, I wish we had had more with him, you know, because that that collection of talent, man, at, at one time that literally think about that. You'll never see something like that again. Three separate eras coming together in one movie that 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 was special, man. It really was. It really was. And God, what a great fucking movie it was. And that made it great is those three together. You know, they had great chemistry and it, it worked, but great. But I mean, this this is where once again we start going on the Jesus Christ you couldn't do this fucking this act in 2019 at all but uh here we go let's do a little more 
Fuck you, Eddie. I know you. I see you on television. You're the fuck you man, right? I love it. Suck my dick, huh? Suck it, you black motherfucker. I love it. The best motherfucker. You fuck you man. Maybe stay in the house, man. Almost got married last year. Don't you, ooh and ah. Got to get married in the 80s now. I read the papers. I said, fuck this. I'm getting out. Hey, you know, read. You can catch some shit. And you, uh, you can't just keep messing around like you used to. Eventually, your dick will fall off. <laughs> remember, just, like, remember like VD in the 60s? That shit don't just sting no more. Every time they cure something, they come back stronger. VD is new and improved now. They got dudes in the doctor's office with symptoms like, excuse me, doc, um, what does it mean when uh, you go to the bathroom and um, fire shoot out your dick? <laughs> Let me get this right. You're getting a burning sensation when you urinate? No, fire shoot out my dick. Is, uh, a burst of flame fly out my dick when I pee. I can't even pee in the house. I burn my house down. I got to go outside and pee. I was outside peeing the other day, dude tried to mug me, I turned around and burned him up on the street, that's what I'm trying to say. Because my dick is a blowtorch, is what I'm trying to say. Got to be careful, they say having casual sex nowadays is like playing Russian roulette. And I know I've thrown my dick on the crap table many a night. <laughs> Once again, this joke sort of takes on new meaning. <laughs> yes. I mean... Yes. It's definitely been on the crap table steering wheel, even, you could uh, say. Uh, there's so many metaphors we could use for this uh, stretch of the movie. Yeah. He, what he's talking about, the name of the fucking show is Raw. My God. Yeah. The 80s were wild, wasn't they? Yes, they were, sir. Um, Weebs also says that uh, he wish uh, Pryor and Gene Wilder did more movies together. I wish the same thing, man. The two they did. I believe they only did two together. They did a few. Three. No, it was about three or four. Mm, Maybe they five. Stir Crazy. You got Silver Streak. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. See no evil, hear no evil. My favorite one. Uh, they did a movie called Another You. On that, that might have been mm-hmm. their last one together. I think that was it. I think it was only. I think it was four. Yeah, they couldn't have way more together. But Jesus, man, goddamn, these jokes just keep getting better and fucking better. And let's not let you wait anymore. Looking for Miss Wright. You be gambling every time you do it. You gambling with your dick, saying, "Come on, I need a woman with a mind. I need the perfect person. Come on, now give it to me. I need somebody perfect for me. Come on, give it to me now." Oh, shit. Fat buck tooth, bitch. No, give my dick back. No. No, give my dick back. But I'm going to keep rolling. I got one more roll in it. Come on. Here, I want the perfect woman now. Come on now. I want somebody with a mind, intelligence, a nice ass, and a body. Give it to me now. Oh, skinny cock-eyed bitch. No, give my dick back. Give my dick back. Come on now. No, let's be quiet. I'm going to keep rolling. I know I just got my last roll. Come on now. This is the last one. This is one. This is one for me. Come on, Miss Wright. Miss Wright. Hey, blow on this for luck, please. This is my last roll. Come on now. Here we go. Come on. Give it to me now. Oh, shit. Herpes. I crapped out. My dick is fucked up. My dick is rolling. So be careful. Get married. I went out and found the perfect woman. 19 years old. Beautiful face. A virgin. Nobody ever fucked her. And I had an ass like this. Pow! And the lady's like, blam! The titties like, pow! This, she was so fine. 
She's one of the people that's so fine. When you see them, they make you ugly. You be like, God damn, who is that? <laughs> she was fine. I went out, cut all my girls off. I said, that's it. I'm getting married. This is it. Going to be me and her. I was so happy. And I went out and I went shopping. And I was waiting on the line. And I saw the Inquirer magazine while I was waiting on the line. And I saw Johnny Carson on the front page. It was a picture of him like this. <laughs> then I said, what's up with Johnny? I turned to the inside story. And his wife was on the other page. And she was like this. Alright, so obviously when he showed Johnny and he obviously at this time, Johnny Carson is who he meant. Yeah. The late night host. And his wife, obviously Johnny wasn't happy. This is during the time he went through a grueling divorce. And, uh, just want to give you guys a little idea of who he's talking about in, you know, 1987. Cause yes, I'm again an old fuck. But uh, there you go. That's who he's talking about. And overhead said Johnny's. What? What was that? And when you say "old fuck," you say it with love. Absolutely, sir. I mean, I'm you know I'm unlike these fucking cunts in the goddamn chat room with love. (laughs) I love you guys. Right. What's half Johnny's money? Turn that shit back to Johnny. (laughs) Then I start thinking about it. Half. If you if you have five dollars and have to give somebody two fifty, you'd be upset. <laughs> Johnny had to have at least three hundred million and have to give up a hundred and fifty million dollars, and they weren't even married but ten years and a hundred and fifty million dollars. Ah, get uh, give me a fucking break. What? What? And ladies, no, here's a woman I'm saying right on. No, you can't, that, baby. That's not fair. Not no hundred fifty million. I see a lot of you ladies tonight going get all the money you can. Shit, I'm glad she did get all. That. All right. Pause for that first. I agree with him on that. Like, no, fuck that. Don't get half my ass. <laughs> if y'all built it together, sure. But uh, no. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but what I want to do is what I mention is notice what he did there. The lady was in there saying it. He immediately, this is the talent this guy has. You have to realize comics get heckled. The best way to do it, the way he just did, is take it, roll it into your act. And he was able to do that. And shut it down. And not, I mean, she wasn't heckling like, oh, you're a piece of shit or anything. But just what she said, he took it, he heard it, he he acknowledged the audience, he rolled it into the act, and he made it part of the show. This is what makes a great comedian, being able to do something like that on the fly. I mean it's what made Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. And let's face it, Eddie Murphy is going to go down as one of the most legendary comics of today. I hope he does because he should, but he already uh, is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying when he, you know, when he's, when, when the time comes. And, uh, I'll say this, how, even though, like you said, it wasn't necessarily a heckling situation, but that shows you the difference between a pro Mm -hmm. and an amateur, Michael Richards, but uh continue. right yeah i mean that's all due respect yeah you know, it's not a race thing at all it's just it's just facts no that's who b makes is bringing up in the chat and yeah I, I i don't believe yelling the n-word at someone is the uh is the best way to handle a heckler so you know this is why eddie murphy is still able to work today and the other gentleman is not anyway let's uh go ahead and keep going here i'm gonna have to pee soon by the way <laughs> see Aaron. 
She earned that, you damn right. She was married to him, she deserved that money. Get the fuck out my face with that bullshit. No. <laughs> Stop it. There's a lot of men cheering right now very loudly who in this day and age would be scared to stand up and cheer for what he just said. (laughs) But Box, no, but how about you, Box? Would you, in 2019, if this show was going down, would you be one of the few brave ones to say, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. uh, Yeah, you right. Yes. (laughs) Goddamn right I would. Uh, I'm over. I'm, 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 I'm hated anyway. Who gives a fuck? Well, I'm mean, hell yes. Here we go. No, don't get me wrong. If you marry somebody and neither one of you have anything and you build 300 million together, you deserve half. But Johnny was 300 million in when they met. And I'm quite sure she knew. <laughs> and Johnny, hey, I'm Johnny. She was like, I know who you are, motherfucker. <laughs> broke up, shit didn't work out, and then she had to get, he had to give $150 million of his money, and don't get me wrong, ladies, I know a lot of housewives sitting out there going, well, you can't put a price on what I do, but ladies, if you marry a man with $300 million, you ain't no regular housewife, you ain't got to clean the house no more, you get a maid, you ain't cleaning shit. You marry a man with $300 million, you ain't cooking no more, you eating out. You marry a man with $300 million, you know how a lot of housewives gotta get jobs on the side to help make ends meet? He got $300 million, the ends are meeting like a motherfucker. <laughs> what you gonna do? Get a job at a boutique on the weekends and shit? Say, like, here, Johnny, I made $70. Put that with the rest. <laughs> now we have $300 million and $70. <laughs> you know, you know, he, he really does make a lot of good points in this, in this fucking thing. I mean, he was right, though. I, I agree with him. Like, he made me laugh, but he made you think, like, shit, like, if y'all it's, came into the relationship with nothing and y'all build together, yeah, you deserve half. But well, yeah, fuck, I if mean, you, if, you, if you're the main primary bread, want to know you lead, you he, Johnny should lead with his three hundred million, and you lead with the bag you came with. Well, <laughs> that's what prenups are for, by the way. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just he really he brings up some very valid points in this thing. I'll just say that. I mean, yeah. he really does. Um, I, I forget. Does he bring up any more very, very you know, valid points? Let's see. Because I want to do my share. No. $70. All you have to do, you marry a man with $300 million, is fuck your husband. That's it. That's your job. Fuck your husband. That's it. That's just fuck your husband. You fill out a W-2. They say, what you do? You say, I fuck my husband. That's it. <laughs> And I've had my share of pussy. I have yet, even if the pussy was great and spark shot out the woman's ass and cannons bled and the mountains crumbled and the seas roared, no pussy is worth $150 million. <laughs> no pussy. Listen to that goddamn crowd, and that is mostly men sharing, if you can't tell. Yes. <laughs> Would you say box? Eddie's over in this moment with the uh, 18 to 34 year old male demographic. I would say that. And I'm wondering how many relationships ended after this show. (laughs) But even back then, even back then, I'll bet one or two at least. She was like, I can't believe you cheered for that. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. All right. Box, box. Let me ask you, though. 
how many people you think left this show disappointed? Like they thought, oh, taking them to see Eddie Murphy tonight, mm-hmm. gonna get laid afterwards. Mm-hmm. How many people's plans drastically changed because they fucked up and applauded during this segment? <laughs> oh, it was not a hot New York night, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Let's keep going. I think you have some more facts to give us here. I like to meet some pussy like that. Put the shit on layaway. <laughs> that shit scared the shit out of me. Half? I was petrified, man. I, you know what's real scary is that American women in the 80s have become very business conscious. Y'all are the most resourceful and the most business smart women on the planet now in the 80s. And it would be an asset to us as American men if you weren't so vindictive. Because the two don't match. It's like, and then what's really fucked up is that y'all are the most loving people. American women are all off into this romance, want to be romantic, and they generally fall in love with you. Now, love and money do not mix. The shit don't mix. Especially you got a business smart woman and the love is you go up to a woman say, baby, I never met anybody like you before in my life. See, I never met anyone like you either. And why don't we be together? Why don't we be together? Baby, will you marry me? I thought you would never ask. Well, before we get married, why don't you sign this prenuptial agreement? <laughs> What do you mean sign a prenuptial agreement? Well, that's the contract that stipulates if we would ever break up. You take what you have when you came into the relationship, and I take what I have. <laughs> I, first of all, I don't give a fuck who you are and what you have, okay? You got a whole lot of motherfucking nerve gonna ask me to sign a contract and show you that I love you. First of all, there's nothing that a man can do for me that I can't do for myself. I got a job and I don't need shit from you. You got a whole lot of my, I, I love you. You got a, who the hell you think I'm telling me to sign a contract and show you that I love you? If I need something, I can go to my family. My family takes care of me. You got a whole lot of men here, all that shit. We'd be like this. Okay. <laughs> we don't need no contract. And you don't get a contract and get married without one. And the shit don't work out. You break up a year later, she's sitting around in the kitchen by herself, man. Trying to figure out a way to get even with your ass. I can't believe that motherfucker did this to me. And all the shit I did, he gonna make it. I did, I did, all the thing I did, that motherfucker do this to me. Well, shit, I don't get him and his fat bitch can kiss my ass. I don't get shit by either one. I don't know he got a whole lot of nerve. I don't want shit from him or her, and I don't care. You know something? You know what? I should, you know what? I... Half. <laughs> I take half his shit, and they'll get it. You'll get half your money, your house, your car, alimony, child support, and your children. You'll be on the company inquirer like this. <laughs> so be careful. I start having nightmares. I'm waking up in the middle of the night like this. Because hey! <laughs> I'm into American women. I like American women. I got a friend, got a Japanese girlfriend, you know. And Japanese women are the most docile women on the planet. They're real, that's real timid, 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 timid women. Like I walked in the house and his friend, Japanese girl, bowed to me when I walk in. I said, what's wrong with your wife? Back and shit. He said, that's a Japanese thing. They always bow. I was like, oh shit. And I said, miss, did you decorate the house? And she, she looked at her husband. Her husband did like this. You may speak. And she spoke. And I was like, now that's pussy control for you there. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Now, <laughs> and all the, now. You know, you talk about something that legitimately does not age well because with the Me Too shit and uh, <laughs> this newfound women empowerment, that, oh, man, <laughs> the heat he would get for a line like that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I believe, like I said, probably a good 75 percent of this act 
would not go over in today's climate, to be honest with you. Probably 75% of it would not go over. These That whole women's thing wouldn't have gone over right there. You know, but there's way more. We still have just under an hour left. So, I don't know, but a lot of this shit. And Shaheen's right. This shit, it's accurate. A lot of what he's saying. It's but still accurate. It just wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't <laughs> fly and no one's got the balls to say it anymore because you say it and you're a, you're a sexist, you're a misogynist, you're a pig, you're probably a Trump supporter. I mean, it's just, you can't do this shit anymore, man. But hey, here we go. You know, because I'm used to American women saying, you don't own me. Hey, baby, where you going? Excuse me? I said, where you going? You don't own me. You my woman, ain't you? I don't see no rings on these fingers. Are you going to put a ring on this finger? Well, I will, I will, I will. Well, then you don't owe me in, okay? First of all, let me tell you, I don't give a fuck who you are or what you have, okay? You got a whole lot of nerve to come and ask me where I'm going. I come and go as I please. I don't answer my father. I ain't going to answer no man either. Ain't no man going to tell me where I can go. I come and go. You got a whole lot of motherfucking nerve. Who the hell do you think you are anyway? Well, come and ask me where I'm going. Nobody owes me. I owe myself. I'm my own person. And we hear all that shit? Okay. <laughs> well, where you going to be? I'm going to be where I'm at. You don't own me. You don't. You don't own your woman. Wait till you gonna put a ring on my finger. That shuts you right up. You say, okay. Because you don't. I know you spend a lot of your money on your woman. And I know you go to the movies. And you go to get the ice cream and the candy and the flowers and the anklets and the bracelets. And to help her get some clothes. And you're spending all your money on shit you would never spend it on. But you don't own her. Just theoretically, that pussy's on lease. All right. Let's stop there real quick. Again, he's got a good point. He's right. He's right. But holy shit, this shit wouldn't fly. But uh, before we go any further, that pee break is now. Um, I've got to take a piss. Anthony, I don't know if you need to pee, but you're welcome to while we take this piss break. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for the permission, uh, Box Kelly. No, nope. we'll be right back. No <laughs> we will be right back. I have got to pee. The beer is running through me tonight. So on that note. Give us a minute here. We'll be right back. Thanks, everybody. Back from a little break there. Sorry about that. I had a pee. Jesus. I had to. I'm sorry. I've had a few beers. Anyway, pee is over. We are ready to get back to it. Eddie Murphy Raw. With no further ado, let's get back to this shit. Leasing the pussy with an option to buy. But be careful because you lose half on the trade-in. You got to be careful. You got to have a J-O-B in the 80s. You got to have some money. You got to have some money. You can't get no pussy. Listen to the radio. That's what it's about. Listen to Madonna. I'm a material girl in a material world. You ain't got no money. You can't have no pussy. <laughs> Basically what it is. There's a song out now called Got to Have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. And the lyrics go, ain't nothing going on but the rent. Like if you went up and said, hey, babe, what's going on? The rent, motherfucker. 
You have a job? Well, I, 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 to get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Got to have some money. It says no romance without finance. And women love them songs. Got to have a day. Janet Jackson got a hit record, What Have You Done For Me Lately? That's what they be thinking, What Have You Done For Me Lately? The record start off like that. I know he used to do shit for you, but what has he done for you lately? <laughs> Baby, I love you. What have you done for me lately? My God, he's calling us all gold diggers. <laughs> oh my God, that's so wrong. He's calling us all gold diggers. Are you telling me the net, the uh, Bella Twin fans would have an issue with this segment? <laughs> These, they, they, <laughs> this is where the Bella's got the idea. In my opinion, <laughs> he I, he he didn't even realize it, but he's talking about the Bella Twins. Jesus Christ! But I mean, I, I, I detect no lies. No, uh, again, observational comedy. This was pre. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld shit. He just made it <coughs> way funnier. But just goddamn, dude. Here we go. Let's. Uh, you got anything on this, or you wanted to roll? I, I'll just say real quick that I feel like this whole movie was like Eddie Murphy Strikes Back. If you really stop and think about it, because mm-hmm. I really feel like he did take a lot of legitimate heat for Delirious, and just for a lot of things he said in general. And I really feel like this was like his uh, swan song. Like this was his. Uh, Shot back to all his critics. Oh yeah, I mean the, the 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 gay community might not have been what it is now, but I mean there still was one back then, and he still did get a lot of heat for that delirious thing. A lot of it, you know, all the stuff he did, and yeah, this kind of was his strike back at a lot of people. But again, he did it with the comedy, and that's oh shit, sorry, that's all you can fucking ask for. So. Anyway, speaking of comedy, let's do this. You're the only thing on my mind. What have you done for me lately? We make good love. What have you done for me lately? Got to have some money to get the pussy in the 80s. It's fucked up. That's why I say, hey, I'm a target. I, if I ever get married, I have to go off to the woods of Africa and find me some crazy, naked zebra bitch. That knows nothing about money. She got to be butt naked on a zebra with a big bone in her nose and a big plate lip and a big fucked up afro. An afro, afro got to, like Angela Davis seen and go, God damn, that's a <laughs> Afro got to be fucked up and one of them picks with a fist in the back and, her, she, and she got to be butt naked because she got some clothes. All right. Now, the Angela Davis reference was a callback to Delirious. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. Back in the Goonie Goo Goo. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the Angela, the Angela Davis Afro wearing motherfucker. Yeah. So a <laughs> little callback there to Delirious for the, uh, for the folks who didn't get it. But, uh, there was, and I think that might have been the only callback until, I mean, he mentioned Delirious, but I think the actual only one that ties in is this one. I'll, I'll listen if I hear another one, but I know that one definitely. Tied into delirious. So, and uh, what I'm noticing mm-hmm. is, I guess it's easy because he only did two specials, right? But there's a very distinct difference between delirious and raw. Oh yeah, there's the, the same energies there, but you know, you'll notice like what a lot of new comedians where they'll get like they have like their signature acts, 
mm-hmm. and they'll do specials, but they all seem they seems like they recycle a lot of material from you know you've heard you feel like you've heard the same jokes in some form in previous specials, right? But with with uh, Delirious and Raw, there's a distinct difference. Oh, in absolutely. Terms of just, you don't feel like you're hearing like a replay or something that you heard in another 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 show. No, you can definitely hear he he had grown since the since eighty three. Yeah. Which which delirious was? There's a four year difference between these. He, he he had definitely grown as a comic and grown as a person. So and I mean you know I, delirious was his first big show, so he should have grown as a comic and grown as a person between those years. Yeah, a couple million between uh, between. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he definitely did grow. If you yeah. think about it, between eighty three and eighty seven. He grew yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you got to think about 83. And that brought on all those movies. The Beverly Hills Cop, the, you know, the, the, the cameo in Best Defense, the 48 Hours. I'm sorry, 48 Hours. And, uh, you know, it just brought all those movies on. And then suddenly he's doing this again. So, yeah, he was definitely different, a different person. He had a lot more, uh, less stress on his ass. And uh, definitely doing much better for himself. So, all right, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Oh, she gonna pack it. She gonna have to put something in the pocket. So she gotta be butt naked on the zebra. And y'all think it's a joke. Y'all gonna go. I'm gonna walk up there and say, hey, how you doing? Money? And she go, I will, I will, I will. I say, Miss Murphy, Miss Murphy. And I'm bringing her home. Y'all think it's a joke. Y'all gonna go past a newsstand one day and see me on the cover of Jet with some woman with a big bone and a plate and a big fucked up afro, <laughs> butt naked. And y'all gonna say, hey, Eddie must be visiting Africa. Say, Murphy marries Bush bitch. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> what? Try doing that joke in 2019. Oh, shit. <laughs> Murphy marries Bush. Bush. <laughs> hey, 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 what you mean? You can do that joke, yeah. He's marrying one of the Bush uh, daughters. Oh, shit, that was fucking crazy. He was talking one of the, about one of the Bush daughters. They got a little uh, black in them. Yeah. Oh, God, that was Eddie Murphy marries Bush, bitch. <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep going. Watch! Because I ain't getting caught. I refuse to get caught out there. I fuck that. And I'm bring her home and lock her up in the house. You go off to Africa and get you a bushwoman. You can't let her mingle with American women. Because they'll change her shit up. American women stick together. Last thing they want to see is you got some trained bush bitch in your house. They will catch her by herself in the kitchen and throw a monkey wrench in your whole program. Soon as they get alone, they'll be like, I can't stand it. He'll be running behind him doing everything he tell you to do. Who he think he is? You, you ain't no God. You a human being. He ain't supposed to treat nobody. This house is too big for one person to be cleaned up. Why don't you leave? You, you always crying. Why don't you just leave a nigga? Oh, you know something, girl. Do you know you can take half his money? Did you know you can take half his money? Did you know that? Did you know you entitled? You, he didn't tell you entitled half? Oh, he only told you half the story then, girl. You can take half the money, the car, the house, the children, all the money he got. You can buy all the zebras and bones you want. Go back home and style, girl. You don't have to put up with this shit and get your hair done right. Cut that big afro shit off and go back home to Africa and style. Who the hell do you think he is? Let me tell you something else about Eddie Murphy. That motherfucker ain't nothing but a butt. Well, hi, Eddie. How you doing? Oh, I didn't know you was here. You scared me. Ooh. I don't know. I, I can't stay. I was just talking to Umfufu about a couple of things. Huh? <laughs> No, 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 I got to go. I got to go. You two, y'all two lovebirds talk. Eddie, talk to your woman. Talk to Umfufu. Y'all got a lot to talk about. Go on. Go on, Eddie, please. Talk to Umfufu. And leave me in the kitchen with some bush bitch with an attitude. He could have called this movie Eddie Murphy half. <laughs> oh, shit, the bush bitch. 
Jesus Christ. He could have called, like, <laughs> called it Bush Bitch. Mm. No, that wouldn't have gone over very well. Raw is probably a better name. Half would have been a good name, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Eddie Murphy, half. Hell no, bitch. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's just keep going. Eddie! Oh, Jesus. Eddie! I want to talk to you! What's your problem, baby? I don't like the way you treat me, Eddie! You treat me like animal! You was butt naked on zebra last month. <laughs> I don't care, Eddie. I'm an American woman now. I want what's coming to me. Eddie, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Dude, they would crucify this motherfucker for doing that impression. Oh, and, uh, and honestly, that that line, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, Eddie, you treat me like animal. <laughs> that 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 actually popped up uh, in the Jay Z song. Really, two thousand one, I believe, it was off the Blueprint. It's a song called "Girls, Girls, Girls," and he actually used a couple of uh, a couple snippets of that uh, little bit from Eddie Murphy. Nice. Someone should, because goddamn, this shit is funny. Let's just keep it. Was, it was awesome. I think he's finally. I, I think this bit is done and he goes on, but let's see. I want you to be happy with what you want. Half! <laughs> Give me half, Eddie! Give me half, Mr. Fuck You Man! <laughs> call back to the. Suck uh, my dick, Eddie! Call back to the Asian guy. You motherfucker! <laughs> then I'd be on the front page of the African Inquirer like this. So be careful. Don't get caught in the trap. Any woman can get any man she wants. As she puts her mind and pussy to it, they can have you. Because they have figured. Puts her mind and pussy to it, she can give you. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yo, honestly, you know you know what we should call the show, Box? What? I know the name of the movie's Raw, Legendary, but we need to call this episode Eddie Murphy Facts. Because Eddie Murphy is spitting out straight knowledge tonight. I'm sorry. Eddie Murphy is spitting facts just like THT yeah. does, goddammit. <laughs> like, seriously. Honestly, like, look, that they need to have that on this tombstone. Look, Eddie Murphy, here lies the man. Here lies the body of a man who spoke nothing but facts. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone kind of gives Jerry Seinfeld that. Oh, he's like the 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 king of observational comedy. I think Eddie Murphy was the king of observational comedy, dude. Really was. He really is. Listen to this shit. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's keep listening. Just out. We're very easy creatures to figure out, and women know all they have to do is cater to our egos enough, and they can have you. Guys, how many times have you fucked some ugly bitch that just kept hanging around, and you had to fuck her, and then afterwards you'd be like, I can't believe I fucked this bitch. But she just went, they just catered to your ego. They can, sometimes you see a real ugly bitch with a handsome dude walking down the street. You say, how'd that happen? The dude's going, yeah, how'd that happen? Because she catered to his ego. They can figure us out. Guys, don't get trapped. We call them pussy traps. Let's call them pussy traps. It's a trap. They trap you with the pussy. They catch you with the pussy. It's a trap. The most common trap is to not give you any, though. Don't think like, maybe, you know, you're going to put a trap on. The most common is when you ain't getting any at all. That's the trap. When you meet a woman and everything is perfect and she won't do anything, it's a trap. 
Sometimes it backfires because a lot of women play these games with sex, and ladies like sex just as much as we do, guys, but they act like they don't. But they do. It's not a woman. It's not a woman in this room right now wouldn't rather be somewhere else with a nice stiff one in them. Don't you let them fool you. They like it just as much as them. The lady sitting there going, that's true. <laughs> he's funny, but he's not that funny. <laughs> Take a dick over a smile in a day. Yes, I will. Okay, this might have actually gotten a few of those guys out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, in that moment, Eddie was a dude. He was a bro. And he did. He he was a good wingman here. Yeah. And he played the wingman in this little segment right here. Yeah. Trying he to get the he guys. He some of the fellows in the crowd. Like, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> trying to get them out of that whole thing where they stood up for the other, the half and the shit like that. So here we yeah. go. Just as much as us, but they play these games. So you know where it backfires on you, ladies? When you go meet a guy and he wants you, you want him, and you like each other, and everything is perfect, but you won't do anything. You say, baby, let's go. You say, no, I'm not going to do it. And after that, he don't like you no more, but he still wants to fuck you. So he <laughs> waits. He be like, okay, I'll wait. Good night. And you wait. You wait three months. Then you finally get it, and she's like this, I'm yours. And you go, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your pussy. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> be careful. Don't get trapped. I told you the most common trap is to not give you any. A lot of you guys, maybe, let me hear the men clap that are with women that you've never slept with before. I mean, you clap, truthfully. You know, look at ladies going, don't stop, stop clapping. Shame on you. You should have fucked them. Clap, clap louder. Y'all should have fucked them. You should have fucked them. That's awesome. <laughs> You should have you should have fucked you should have clapped louder now. You should have fucked him. Son. He's trying to get guys laid right here is what he's doing. You have to realize yes. that he's trying to get him laid. Well fuck that. You should have fucked him. You should have fucked him, goddammit. Oh, I swear to Christ, man. Like Oh man. This Eddie guy, Murphy is the hero we didn't know we needed. But damn it, I'm glad we got him. He really is legendary, man. Here we go. Because these men like you and you just won't do it because you're trying to trap. Guys, don't be hurt. She likes you. That's why it just, don't, this is what is going on inside the house every night. Baby, baby, come on now. Come on, please, please. She go, no, stop it, stop it. I said, stop, stop it. Baby, come on, please. Now, come on, stop. We just stop. Oh, stop. Let's stop. Can we please stop? Are we going to go too far? I want to go too far. Come on now, baby. Stop. Oh, come on, stop. We can stop. I just don't think the time is right. Well, my dick don't get much harder than this. I've been waiting for three months. What's the problem? No, see, I don't want to fuck. I want to make love. And I've had two relationships that didn't work out. And I don't want this to be like all the other ones. And you're very special to me. And I know all the girls do everything that you want. And I don't want to go to the chair. And I don't want to go to the chair. And men see those tears. And we be, okay. <laughs> we don't have to do nothing. Then you go out and your friends be, yo, man, you fucking yet? No. Why not? She's special. She said she don't want to fuck. She won't make love. Which is bullshit. I mean, fucking and making love. Let's be real. I mean, the physical act. I like to fuck somebody I'm in love with, but I ain't making love to nobody. I get in the bed. I get in the bed. <laughs> I get in the bed. Well, think about it. When you get in the bed, would you rather have somebody say, oh, make love to me, or grab the back of your head and say, fuck the shit out of me? Once again, I don't think we can disagree with the facts. Yes. Facts. Yes. 
This show really could have just been called Facts. And if it was 2019, this show would have been called Hashtag Facts. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, but 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 seriously though, how much of what he think about this for a minute? This is almost thirty years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how much of it can be applied to twenty nineteen logic? I mean, despite all of the you know PC bullshit, take that take that out the window, take that out the picture right okay, now. Okay, take it out the window, one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so I mean, accurate. There's, there's no times haven't changed. People's attitudes have changed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, times have changed, but people's attitudes have changed. But the the way they act, the way they are, the way they think is probably not much different. They just act different when they're around other people. But anyway, yeah, I definitely think 100% of this still applies to today. You know what it is? People now are more diplomatic. Back then, more people were, weren't afraid to speak their mind and like say things how they are. As opposed to like trying to clean everything up and like, you know, trying to protect people's feelings. And I get that. You don't want to be a dick, but sometimes you got to be a dick. (laughs) It's, well, we're just all too politically correct too much of the time. And that's, that's, that's really what it is. What Eddie Murphy's saying here still applies. The problem is you, the only reason you can't say it is because we're just so politically correct. But, uh, with that. Just fuck, motherfuck me, goddamn. You want somebody in the bed with you? Oh, darling, I want to make love to you. I'm a realist, but I tell you, I don't fuck. I want to make love, and to make you wait, and you wait and wait and wait and wait. He just keep on waiting, just wait, and finally. She gives you some. And it's the best you ever had in your life. You come harder than you've ever came. This was it. This was the feeling I've been searching for. I finally made love. You didn't make love. It just felt real good. You know why? Because you waited five months for it. <laughs> if you're starving and somebody throw you a cracker, you're going to be like this. God damn, that's the cracker made in my life. That ain't no regular cracker, was it? Facts. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. You know, go, go ahead, Eddie. <laughs> Whenever you want facts, refer to episode 96 of the yeah. THC Move Review. You this know, is the facts episode. I really never. Knowledge. <laughs> I, I really didn't realize how many things in this movie were just absolutely true, but, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And again, I purposely didn't watch it today. And, yeah, we're, getting uh, yeah. general, we're getting genuine box man reaction right now. Yeah, so this that's man is cool. this this guy is basically just a fucking Jesus Christ. Why is Eddie Murphy not fucking president of the United States? God damn it! <laughs> now you're talking about observational comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So Chris Rock does the same thing, right. uh, pretty much. Would you put them on the same even keel, or would you give the edge over uh, one over the other? I would say Eddie's a little higher up on the on, 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 in the food chain, if you ask me. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Rock is great. Don't get me wrong. I I love Chris Rock, bigger and blacker, and uh, he he is that that was a great that was great. That was one of his best right there. Yeah, that's but, my favorite one, actually. Yeah, absolutely. 
But Eddie Murphy, I mean, just, I mean, he's the pioneer of that shit. You know what I mean? Yes. And then if you really stop and think about it, like, and even though I'm a Richard Pryor fan, I don't mean this as a slight on Richard Pryor because he influenced a lot of people in his own right. But I really feel like Eddie Murphy, even like I said, he only did two specials. Let that sink in. But how many people branched off and cite Eddie Murphy as an influence? Right. And they went on to do way more than he did in terms of stand up. But yet this one movie influenced so many. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, again, sometimes you got to think, you know, yeah, you're, you know, you're great. You're great. But who was the pioneer who made the way for you to do that? Yeah. And I think Eddie would definitely be known as that guy, you know, obviously. I mean, he's just so. All right. Here we go. Who was that? A saltine? Goddamn, that was delicious. That wasn't a saltine. No, that was, that was, no, that was, that was rich. That was, that wasn't a rich. I said, God, that's the best crack I've ate in my life. Have another one, please, please, one more. Then you get married because you think you found the bomb. Had the same crackers every day for a year. You roll over one day and be like, hey, I just got some regular old crackers. <laughs> Try to leave? Hey! So be careful. Marry someone that's not going to fool around on you, which would be hard to do in the 80s because everybody's fucking each other nowadays. It's like, fuck fest 87 down. <laughs> everybody, everybody is fucking and it really is getting bad. Let me hear the women clap that are loyal to their men, truthfully. Let me hear you clap. Okay, now, let me hear, let me hear the women clap that have men that are loyal to them, truthfully. I <laughs> see y'all some disillusioned ladies clapping right now. You know, there was an actual difference in the, in the clap sound there. Yeah. A lot did, less. You, did you think that was a little crowd sweetening right there? No, no, <laughs> a lot less women clapped for the guys that they thought were, a lot of again, Eddie tried to get the guys laid. Now he's kind of giving them. Oh, 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 that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to New York ain't fucking again. Yeah. Let's see if maybe Eddie gets them back to fucking again. Let me hear the men clap. Let me hear the men clap that are loyal to their women. Stop. That should have been a lot louder. Lying motherfuckers, stop. <laughs> yeah, stop, exactly. stop, stop, stop. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Fuck, I ain't no such thing as a loyal man. You lying motherfuckers, stop it. And the only reason y'all clap is because your woman's sitting next to you right now when I ask you. When I asked the question, she looked at you like this. You gonna put your hands together? <laughs> better stomp your feet and light a match for this pussy goddamn. <laughs> Stand up and clap. Stand your ass up and clap. <laughs> She's number one. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No such thing as loyal men. Ladies, do not be fooled. I know some men have some strong raps and I'll have you believe in it. No loyal men. All men. Fuck other women. We are low by nature and have to do it. We are men. What the fuck you doing, Eddie? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this shit in 1987, man? Don't, 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 don't. Bus, throw us under. Don't do that shit. Oh, shit. 
Jesus, Eddie. All right. Just, 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 you know what? Just keep going. You better get yourself out of this fucking hole, Eddie. All men do it. We have to do it. We are men. It is a man thing. Men must find and conquer as much pussy as they can get. Do not think for two seconds that you're the only one your man is fucking. He is a man and has to conquer women. I see a lot of you get women out there sitting out and going, not my man. Yes, your man too. Your man too. If he's not here with you tonight, he fucking somebody. <laughs> because he is a man. Has nothing to do with you. You can have the best pussy in the world. It could be a cape hanging out your pussy with a big S on it. Your man's still gonna go fuck somebody else. Because he is a man. It is a dick thing. Do not try to understand it. You have to have a dick to understand this. We are men. You know a lot of guys sitting out there right now like this too. Yo, Ed, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> You're going to be driving home tonight with your wife in the car like this. You don't really be fooling around like Eddie Murphy said, do you? <laughs> no, baby, that's just jokes. <laughs> that Ed show is funny, ain't it? <laughs> Look, why don't we change stuff? Let's talk about something completely different. I don't even want to talk about this fooling around stuff. I do want to talk about this fooling around stuff. Because you know something, why does he have to lie to me? I think he was telling the truth. You know something, if you fooled around, I would be so hurt and disgusted. You know what I would do? I would wait till you went to sleep. I'd come inside the room and I would kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that Ed show is funny. <laughs> well, I ain't got to worry about getting killed because as much as I love you, I wouldn't fool around. Why don't we change the stuff? Let's talk about something different. Let's, let's talk about the Richard Pryor. I don't want to talk about the Richard Pryor. I won't talk about this, 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 this fooling around chicken. If you fooled around, I'll be so hurt. You know what I would do? What would you do, baby? Take half? <laughs> no, I'd wait till you went to sleep and I'd come inside the room and cut your dick off. So, do we blame Lorena Bobbitt for this idea because of Raw? I would say, uh, yes, sir. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, Poor it's Joey Buttafuoco. Poor Joey Buttafuoco. I don't know. It's like as a man, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. If you follow, if you follow the lead of the woman, you're you're a cuck. You're whipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if you stand if you stand up for what you believe in, you're a dick. You can't yeah. win. Yeah. And by the way, if your girl ever threatens to do this, leave. Run. Yes. Run. Yes. As don't take don't don't take no. those uh, threats of a. Uh, no. Lightly. Run. Oh. As fast as you can. Run. Yes. 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 If you're ever threatened to do that, run. Yes. Yes. And if you find yourself in a relationship with a black woman, stay away from anything hot. Pans, <laughs> grit. Make sure there's nothing on the stove. Stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> stay out of the kitchen. That's all I'm going to say. Make sure the stove is off. Make sure she ain't in no pots, no pans, nothing. There you go. <laughs> All right, back to cutting dicks off. Don't be talking about cutting off my dick. Well, you don't be putting your dick in nobody else then. Well, I don't play that shit. You cut off my dick, you better run, goddammit. Stop making them dick threats. 
woman's favorite. Y'all always make y'all don't really. That's the woman's favorite threat is I'll do something to your dick. Y'all always talking about, ah, man, do this. I kick him in his nut. And man, put his hand. You put your hands on me. I'm gonna kick you where it hurts. Y'all always dick threats. Y'all don't realize how sensitive nuts are, do you? Because men don't even like to hear a threat like that. You hear somebody, I kick you in the nuts, make you wince, be like, ooh, change the subject, please. You don't have to kick no nuts to hurt nobody. You could just graze nuts. And the man to be fucked up. And that pain is worse because it don't set in for like 10 seconds. You'd be wondering if it's going to hurt. Be, you say, I wonder, did that hit my nuts just... <laughs> No getting around it. Ah, put your ah, kick in your nut. You don't have to get great. You can just graze it. And y'all do that shit when you play fight. Do you ever have a woman play fight with you and your man get real serious when they threaten your dick? You be like, hey, baby, come on. And she go, ah. You say, hey, hey, hey. I think playtime is over. You get a little crazy. That's why men don't like to handle little babies. Them little babies with them, with them high top white shoes on. With the real hard bottom, when they're about one years old, you pick them up and their leg muscles be strong and they stomp you in the nuts with both feet and both y'all be dribbling. You be like, <laughs> and your mother think you're talking baby. Oh, that's so cute the way they're talking. Yeah, go to your mother, please. Go to your mother. What's the matter? He stink? No, I'm about to throw this motherfucker someplace. Get a little old, I'm going to kick you in your baby nuts and see how you like it. By the way. Every time I used to pick up my kid and he was right at that fucking height, I would think of this skit. Oh, God. Because it is 100% true. They get to just that height where every time you pick him up and give him a hug, they kick you in the balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sorry. is 100% true. Holy shit. Once again, Eddie Murphy's spitting facts at you. Yes. There we go. Kick him in his nuts. Always talking about kicking somebody in his nuts. You know what, ladies? You know, I had a woman ask me the other day. She said, you know why I say my thing? I want to know why all men fool around. Why, why, why? I do everything my man wants me to do, and he still fools around. Why? I cook, I clean, I fuck when he wants to get fucked. I come and go, as he says. Why, why, why? Then you call up your girlfriends and go, why, 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 why? Why? She go, I don't know my man ain't home. Why? She go, I don't know why. Then you call up your mother and say, mama, why? She go, I don't know your father ain't home. Why? Why? I'll tell you why all men fool around. Why? <laughs> men fool around because of this. And look at all the women in the audience right now looking up here like this. <laughs> we fool around because we figured women out. Who did? See, a lot of you ladies going, what does he mean he figured it out? And dumb niggas going, yeah, what do you mean we figured it out? <laughs> we figured you out in this sense. This is true. Anybody's ever done this, anybody will agree. Anytime anybody's ever done this will agree what I'm going to say. Any woman that's ever had this done to her will agree what I'm going to say. And those of you who've never done this will sit there and go, I disagree. But once you make a woman come real hard, once you make a woman say, ooh, no matter how bad you fuck up, no matter what you do wrong, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, as long as you say, I'm sorry, she will listen to your story. And that's the truth. That's the God's honest truth. It is the truth. Stop it. It's the truth. It's the truth. And ladies, as soon as we all make that noise, a man, your relationship will change with your man because we know. We wait on that noise. We be waiting on it because we know we can act different. As soon as you go, we know we can act a fool in. Yeah. Remember when your man couldn't make it, he would call? No more of that shit. He heard you go, Ooh. 
Remember you want to spend all this free time with you? No more of that. Because you made that noise. The man can act crazy. We know. As soon as you go, I face in the pillow like this. I got this motherfucker now. (laughs) 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 Go ahead, Anthony. I'm just saying, no, I was laughing because it's true. (laughs) Think think about it. Think about it. Like he said, once you get him to that point, you can get away with damn anything. They could catch you in a physical act of cheating. Oh, it wasn't you. What you, baby? Oh God! I'm about. I'm. I'll, 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 let me go and fix y'all a plate. <laughs> I wonder how many women would have walked out right, right at that point nowadays. Oh shit! I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Yeah, dude, definitely fucking again, spitting fucking truth. This guy just keeps doing it and doing it and yes. doing it again. I mean, <laughs> great observational comedy. Go ahead. I'm not. I was just gonna say I'm gonna cut you off, but we laughing, but. There's so many truths being spoken. Like you take away the laugh, it's so it's so much knowledge to be gleaned from what he's saying. Yup. And then you start talking to him. Whose pussy is this? Whose pussy is this? Oh, it's your pussy! It's your pussy! Hey! <laughs> and your relationship changes from that moment. Woman be sitting on the bed, a leg shaking, go, oh my god, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, I never came like that before. Oh my god, I can't believe it. And then man get real cold on you, say some shit like, why don't you shake your ass home? <laughs> why you, what are you talking about? Why are you treating me like this? We have a relationship. You don't own me. <laughs> what do you mean I don't own you? We have a relationship. I thought that we go together. I don't see no rings on your finger. <laughs> but I love you! But what have you done for me lately? There you go. The brilliance of Eddie Murphy bringing the whole thing back around that he talked about yeah. earlier right yeah. to the guy putting it back on the, the woman. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. fucking brilliant, dude. Nowadays, so. that be called, that would be called getting Ubered. Ah. Uh, yeah, he'd be like, oh, oh, let me get you an Uber. <laughs> let me get you an Uber, baby. <laughs> there you go. Just throw the bit out. What have you done for me lately? Anyway, here we go. Hey, y'all put up with it. Y'all start putting up with all kinds of crazy shit just to show you. I guess it's hard to find somebody that knows how to do it to you right because when y'all find one, y'all stick through that man through all kinds of bullshit. I know a man got busted coming out of another woman's house. Just to show you how far a woman is stupid. He got busted coming out of another woman's house. His woman saw him come out the house, knew that the woman lived there, and didn't say shit. Wait till they got home, walked in the kitchen and said, what the hell was you doing in that bitch's house today? You know what the man said? Wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be a fool, right? Hey, wasn't me. <laughs> you know what the woman said? Maybe it wasn't you. Ooh. <laughs> I got a friend got busted in his house, in his bed, where him and his wife sleep with another woman. Fucking, his wife walked inside the house, opened up the bedroom door, saw her man in her bed with another woman. Fucking, she walked in. There, ah! Man jumped up, saw his woman standing there. She ran down the hallway, chased his woman down the hallway, butt naked with a rock hard dick, talking about, I'm sorry. 
It's not like a tragedy, right? No, it's like this. Baby, wait, oh, wait, 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 we got to talk. Baby, I am sorry. No, you're not sorry. I can't believe you did this to me. You have no respect for me or a house. Get the fuck out. Don't you touch me. Wait, 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 baby, I am sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a second. No, you're not going to get sorry. You wouldn't have fucked her. Then you change the shit around, right, guys? Okay, wait a minute. Wait one second, goddammit. Yes, I fucked her, yes. Is that what you want me to say? I fucked her, right? I fucked her. We fucked, all right? You happy now? We fucked. Now let's talk about the word fuck for a minute. That's a very important word here. Fuck, yes we did. Fuck, yes we did. Fuck. I fucked her. I make love to you. All right. If you got a girl dumb enough to fall for this, just leave that stuff. Out. Just, just, just go. <laughs> just go. So, Box, you don't believe in keeping a lie alive? Deny, deny, deny. If she'll fall for that, just go. <laughs> She's an idiot. Just leave. <laughs> She's not gonna be able to do anything else. You're done. You're done. Come on, come on, come on, Box. The the, the, the uh, less intelligent of the female species keep this world around and around. They they keep us going, man. There is no they, less they, 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 they no. serve a purpose. There is they no less a... intelligent females. No, 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 no. They're they're all they're they're all geniuses, man. Even the dumb ones. <laughs> Even the dumb blondes. <laughs> I mean, no. What I don't. You know what? I don't even know what I mean anymore. Here we go. And if you're going to let a fuck come between our love, there's something really wrong happening here, baby. Bullshit! Ooh! <laughs> That's the only reason why it works. Now, guys, I see a lot of y'all sitting out there feeling real macho, because some of you may have heard your woman make that noise before. You think that you are in control of your shit. But I told you half hour ago, women are vindictive. And don't you think for two seconds that if you keep breaking this woman's heart and keep fucking her over, your sweet, innocent, little, sweet, loving, darling woman, she eventually will go out and fuck someone else. Don't think she won't. Don't think she won't. Look, all the men's faces, they like this now. <laughs> Men don't like to picture their woman fucking nobody. That's taboo. Like, watch the guy's faces. Ladies, look at them. Guys, picture your woman. Fucking your best friend. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> hey, your woman is like this. Hmm. <laughs> I tell you, be careful. And women ain't like us. It's not their nature to fool around. And it's that they like we'll go out and sneak out to the hotel and, and have to wash your dick in the sink and all that shit. Women. Women gonna do it classy. They don't fuck around like us. They gonna do it classy. It's like, hey, I don't do this often. I'm gonna do it right. You know when your woman's gonna fool around? When you keep messing her over, then eventually she says some shit like this. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna go to the Bahamas by myself for the weekend. And you say, you want me to go with you? You don't know. Just me and my girlfriends are going. Just me and my friends. See, once again, he's got a point. Yeah. Once again, this man is just Telling you truths here. It's all he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Let's keep going with the truth. And we so stupid, we start thinking about all the pussy we can get while she's gone. 
You gonna go by yourself? Yeah. Okay. And send your woman off to the romantic Bahamas by herself? By herself to the Bahamas? She's walking on the beach. She laid out all day and got a tan. Your woman is fine and got a body looking right. She's walking on the beach crying. In the Bahamas, lovers on the beach making love. She's all by herself walking along, feeling sad, thinking about you. And everybody is real romantic. The, most, the ocean is shimmying off the, 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 the moon and shimmying off the ocean. And your woman's standing there looking at it and crying. And all of a sudden, a dude named Dexter walks up. <laughs> Dexter St. Jock. <laughs> he walk up swinging his dick. <laughs> Any good that smooth Bahamas shit on your woman? What a beautiful girl like you doing by herself on the island alone? This is the island for lovers. You should be being held right now. Girl, what you crying about? I'm having some problems with my boyfriend, so I came down here to think it over. But tell me what hotel that your man staying in me. Go over there and tell him that you treat a woman like you're like a princess. If you're a white woman, I make love to you constantly. <laughs> what hotel this man staying in? Well, he's back in New York. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, girl. Won't you come back around my place? We sit down and talk it over. But all we're going to do is talk. This is where he got the fucking the reggae voice from. Yeah. This this now I know. Now it all comes together from the beginning of the show. Yeah. See, look, we tie everything together we so did. well, Box. This is where the reggae voice and I am gonna get that I'm gonna get that fucking album, by the way. Yeah. It was the I need, I'm not even being serious. I'm being very serious here when I say I'm going to look into more Eddie Murphy music. <laughs> yeah. That fucking fucking reggae album is fucking pretty goddamn good. But uh all right. Dexter is uh is taking your girl home here. Take your woman to his house and roll one of them big ass Bahama joints. <laughs> shit is big and shit. Put some of that Bob Molly music on. Y'all know Bob be preaching and this shit. Don't let him fool you. Oh no. There we go. I even try to school ya, oh yeah. Could this be love? Then be love. Dick swing. <laughs> Next thing you know, Dexter is fucking your woman. Well. <laughs> Send your woman home, floating on air. Walk through the door like this. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> And we so stupid, we think it was the weather. We be going, hey, baby, you need to get away more often. She be like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and never tell you, it's her little secret. All women have a skeleton in the closet. All women have done something that only them and another person knows about. All women have one skeleton. Even little sweet, innocent ones have something that only them and another person knows about. All women. Don't be, f- I look at the guys looking at their women again like this. Let's face it. Everyone has a skeleton in their closet. Everybody, of course. Man, women, everyone. Old en- if, if you're old enough, you have a skeleton in your closet. 
that only mostly only you know about, not you and one other person. Mostly it's just you. Box. Can we all agree, though, when it comes to women and cheating, they're definitely way smarter than us. Women can do a whole, they can have a whole lot of shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, and you would never know. <laughs> we're sloppy motherfuckers because we're stupid. Let's admit we it. Shit we're around, kind of, the whole bit. But women, they oh, know yeah. how to cover their tracks. Dude, I, I know how bad I am at it. Fucking, I, I got caught every time I did it in fucking high school, dude. Every time? Pretty, absolutely. Almost every fucking time. Why, Box? Why? Disappoint me. But you was better than that, bro. I thought I was too, man. But I learned a lot. But it ain't worth it, dude. I drink too much. I smoke too much. I can't keep up with a fucking lie. Yeah. Ain't no way I'm fucking cheating. I can't fucking do that shit. Fuck that. Too much fucking time. Too much energy. Yeah. I, I'm, I, too la- I'm too lazy to remember that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, cause you know how it is. You know, once you start the lie, then you got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And women, like I said, the thing about women is they remember. You may not remember. They remember every detail that you tell them. Oh yeah. So you got to you got to keep that shit straight. <laughs> you can't deviate from the lie that first lie. Cause once you deviate from that mm-hmm. first lie, your shit is fucked up. <laughs> Absolutely. And if and it, it's all about that first one, and then it yep. snowballs from there. And nah. Fuck all that. All right, back to Eddie. We don't have much longer here. You got skeletons in your classroom. I thought I seen a bone in your shoe. Whose skeleton was that? <laughs> don't be fooled. They all have skeletons in their closet. Some of them got cemeteries in their closet. You <laughs> 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 over the door and ravens and shit fly out the closet. So be careful, be careful. Get the perfect person for you. Get somebody you're going to be with forever. You don't have to worry about breaking up. Find somebody perfect for you. I'm not saying that they're perfect people. I'm saying we ain't perfect. Just find somebody just as fucked up as you are and settle down. That's what you got to do. That's if I ever get married, I got to marry somebody with personality first. I hate those quiet, salad-eating bitches, those real quiet ones. You know you know the kind of women, you take them out to dinner, you say, hey, what you want to eat? They go, I just have a salad. And you hear their stomach go, oh. <laughs> I don't know why my stomach is making that noise. Because you're hungry, bitch. <laughs> why don't you have something to eat? No, no, no. That's what I'm tired. I'm tired. I just had the salad. What do you want to drink? Water. You know, how many times did he call women bitches in this show? A lot. I don't know if that's calculated, but Jesus, man, I would hate to calculate that because that's another one that would be just, holy God, just fucking frowned upon, if not more, nowadays. But he really, I mean, he, he bad. that's basically what he called women the whole show, man. I, I, I didn't catch that again until now. It's amazing what, you know, you go back and watch these shows from, you know, back in 1987 and you see what. Yeah. What would have happened today and what would, what would happen today if this were to come out at that time. But yeah, man, I didn't, I, I'm just realizing he just calls women bitches throughout the whole goddamn show. And yeah, you know, and, um, it's, I guess it's just one of those things where, you know, for into the show, like Bobby Anthony, he's brought up many times. Basically, it's not that people weren't offended back then. They just didn't necessarily have the means to convey to a wide audience that they were offended. Cause I'm pretty sure you had a lot of women that would hear this, that heard this back in 1987. Oh my God, bitch this, bitch that. I'm offended. I'm sure, but it, 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 
probably wasn't at the number that yeah. people are number one. Um, and yeah, he's right. You didn't have the, the internet where everyone had a voice and people could do this and do that and bloggers and all that yeah. shit. No, you just didn't have it. And it, it, Jesus, it was nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Put it to you like this. You literally had to do it the old school way. Pull out your typewriter mm-hmm. or put out a pen and paper, write a letter. And by the time it got to whoever, it was old news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had to get it published somewhere. And then yeah. it was really probably only in your town. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, now everyone has a voice. And that voice is not just in their local newspaper. It's global. It's 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 you know nationwide right away yeah and not even that not forget papers you have twitter exactly you have facebook like literally anybody can they can tweet out something put something on facebook and instantly you reach millions of people even if you're a nobody even if you have no claim to fame mm-hmm. whatsoever you can voice your opinion and within seconds everybody knows that you don't like something and it spreads like wildfire yep and if one one little you know, one little place picks it up and then a big place picks it up. It snowballs. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's that's how our social media works nowadays. But, yeah, I'm sure there were, many, there were people offended by this kind of humor and this kind of show. There may have even been protests during this time. And I just they wouldn't show that on television. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to it. What movie once you after you finish eating? Every once in a while, okay with me. Along with the PG, I hate scary movies. This is my friend Bob and Karen. What's your problem? I'm just a little shy. Shy ass away from me. I hate those shy bitches. Those make they make me sick to my mother. I hate shy. You know those shy women. Those are usually the ones that have the most skeletons in their closet. <laughs> That's why they shy now. Cause they've been raised in hell all their life. Now they shy. Think about all them shy women that you meet, they never from the town you meet them in. They always from somewhere else, and they come to your town and get shy. Get the fuck out of here. They're afraid to talk because they think a bone is going to fly out their mouth or some shit. I know it's been the same thing throughout the show, but once again, this man is spitting facts. It's usually the shy, quiet ones you that are the freaky ones. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 100% right here, man. Once again. Yeah. The more suppressed she is, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, the, good, the better of a time she will be. Trust me. I know that one from experience, but we're not going to get into that story. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Hash. Oh, so many skeletons. <laughs> I hate shy women. I like women with, I like extroverts. I hate, I like women with a sense of humor. I like funny girls and funny women. But don't get, hey, wait, you gotta be good looking too. I don't wanna fuck no funny, ugly bitch and shit. <laughs> okay, I made the bed, but, hey, baby, can you tell me some more jokes, please? <laughs> gotta be a good cook. I didn't realize my mother was a good cook after I moved out of the house. When you're a child, if your mother doesn't take you to McDonald's, you don't think she can cook. And I have one of those mothers, you know, no matter what you want, she has the ingredients at home. You say, Mom, I want to stop and get some McDonald's. She go, I got hamburger meat at home. Because I want McDonald's hamburgers. I'll make your hamburger better than McDonald's. Better than McDonald's? <laughs> That's right. When you get home, you can help Mama make it. 
You said, shit, man. Bet, better than McDonald's. Your mother said, okay, go get me a big black frying pan from under the stove. So you hand the big black frying pan, and she said, now while you're in there, I want you to go get in the refrigerator, give me the chopped meat, and while you're in there, get me a green pepper and an onion. And you said, ain't no green peppers in McDonald's. I'm not making McDonald's, I'm making your mama's burger. I need a green pepper and an onion. While you're in there, give me an egg out too. What you need eggs for? I want hamburgers. You make an egg McMuffins. <laughs> I'm not making an egg McMuffin. I don't even know what no damn egg McMuffin is. Just give me the egg out and just shut your mouth. And she take the egg and the green peppers and chop the green pepper up in big chunks. Don't even dice it. Big chunks of green peppers and onion and mix the egg in and put paprika and all this shit in it and make a big meatball and put it in the middle of frying pan. And McDonald's, the meat is this thin. Your mother's shit is like this. It's fat with green peppers hanging out of it and shit. And there's a big split in the middle and grease is popping out. And you're looking at it while it's popping. You're looking at the grease in the pan. You're thinking to yourself, that don't look like no McDonald's. I want the mama's burger. Yeah. Yeah. Green pepper, onion, paprika. That sounds yeah. like a damn good burger to me. It is. And you know what I use? The, Lip- the Lipton onion mix. Nice. You don't, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't like fried onions? You don't like cooked onions? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I put the lipped onion mix in it. And then you know what I do? What's that? I shred cheese from a block. Ah, old school. I like that. And I put it right in the fucking meat. Mm. So it cooks in the meat. And when you get it, it's almost, it's like oozing out of the fucking burger. My kids love it, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I usually shred some like, like sharp cheddar. Sometimes I'll do mozzarella. Mozzarella is a good one to do because it melts all over the burger as, you, as nice. it's cooking. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens when you like get stoned and cook and then the kids like it. You're like, I can do that again. Now, Box, do you, <laughs> next time you do a, a cooking with Boxman type segment, mm-hmm. you have to do a good fella style. Get yourself an old school razor blade and just <laughs> cut the onions like paper. I mean, that's like paper thin. <laughs> The garlic. You got to cut the garlic. Yes. He had this way to cut garlic, so it just liquefied in the pan. God damn it, Hendry, you motherfucker. Motherfucker. (laughs) All right. Let's roll with Eddie Murphy. You motherfucker. He must say, go inside the refrigerator and get me, go inside and get me the bread out the bread box. And you go look in the bread box and you say, Ma, we don't have no hamburger buns. All we have is Wonder Bread. That's what I said. Get the bread out the bread box. You gonna put it on square wonder bread? God damn it, bread is bread. You better bring me that bread before I slap you in your mouth. Let me tell me some wonder bread. How much is that bread cost? Tell me some shit about wonder bread. This is wonder bread. A hamburger is a hamburger. As you make it and put it in the middle of square wonder bread. At McDonald's, they use buns. The meat covers the whole bread. At your mother's, the meat's right in the middle of the bread. With grease running through the middle, making the bread stick to the plate. Now, big green peppers hanging out the top of this big meatball on the bread. And you try to put some ketchup on it, and to mix with the grease, turn the bread into pink dough. (laughs) Then you grab it and get fingerprinted, and you got big pink fingerprints in the dough. And you stand there looking at it, and you try to make it look like McDonald's. So you rip the edges off around and make it round. And you got green peppers and grease running down your hand. And your mother say, now go on outside and play. And the other kids got McDonald's. This is why you let the burger sit. Give them, ah. give them five minutes, and you will you not get the grease everywhere. Oh, 
Damn it. Learn, people. Learn. Thanks. Damn it. Personally, I like the grease, so I serve them right away. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It's, it's something about a, a hot, it's something about mm. a, a hot, greasy burger. Just like oh. when you first eat it, mm, it just goes down so smooth. Hot. Really I, wanna, I, I don't care if that bun turns fucking pink and turns to, I, I'm good with that, dude. Oh, you one of those. You like yours rare, don't you? I'm a, most restaurants in Texas won't, I don't know about you guys, but most restaurants in Texas won't do rare. So you got to just look at the waitress and be like as rare as you can get it. It comes out like medium rare. Yeah. But yeah. You want to feel like you're biting into like the animal that's still, you want to feel like the animal's still breathing when you bite into your steak, huh, box? Oh, just like, knock its horns off, wipe its ass, put it on the fucking, <laughs> fucking grill for a minute or two and throw it on my fucking plate. <laughs> and you know what? My kids like it the same way, juicy and rare. Steak too. They love this rare steak. My kids will not eat well done steak, dude. Huh. I mean, they, I mean, I need my well. I don't know. For some reason, I'm looking at the pet. I'm like, ugh. Mm. Does that look? Hey, cool? <laughs> everyone's got a preference. I just, I just, I look done to me. Like when I see that pink, I'm like, ugh. I just think salmonella. No, make sure that's. I need that brown, all the way brown. My mom won't eat fucking rare or medium. My mom's needs to be medium well. My oh, dad's, well, yeah. my dad's the same way. Me, I'm like fucking as rare as you can get that motherfucker out of the fucking oven. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, I, I don't give a fuck. What I get a little sick who cares <laughs> i'll live yeah yeah like my meat fucking rare dude anyway i'll take the mama's burger here we go we got mcdonald's 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 i got mcdonald's you stand there with this big house burger and kids are honest. They say, yeah, where you get that big welfare green pepper burger? <laughs> and you cry. Uh, <laughs> my mother made it. <laughs> and long slob. When little kids cry, some long slob come out their mouth and it hangs this far to the ground. And it won't break. And adults stand around going, is that slob going to break? And it won't. The wind can blow. That slob ah, ah, ah. You know where you can see kids crying? I do it all the time. I'm sadistic. I like to go to the supermarket and watch mothers lose it and beat the shit out of their kids. I was at the loft. You know why I ain't dancing the loft? I had just got over some shit. I, don't, I go to parties. I went to... I went to a white disco recently, and I watched the white people dance. Y'all, y'all can't dance. No, it's not, I'm not being racist. I mean, I mean, it's just like saying black people have thick lips. It, it's not racist, it's true. We have thick lips, and white people can't dance. <laughs> and y'all be trying, y'all be, really? Do y'all hear, do y'all listen to the words or the beat? Because y'all be, and I really, I say, cook me, I'm telling you, every time you see a black, when you ever go to a white club, you, when you're in the white club, you see like five or six brothers just there, and you hear, why are those niggers in here? They watching y'all dance. <laughs> Look at these crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all got one dance y'all can do. Y'all can do this, this shit, like this. Basically, he's doing the Carlton right here. 
the Carlton dance. This is basically what he's doing yeah. right here. Oh yeah, so um, oh yeah, damn shame. By the way, what happened with Carlton's dance? Did you hear? Yeah, Fortnite uh, kind of fucked him over. Yeah, he tried to actually trademark the dance, mm-hmm. which is kind of. I mean, look, I, I, look Alfonso Ribeiro <laughs> made that dance epic. Yep. He's a talented dude, but I, I thought it was kind of silly to try to trademark dance moves. <laughs> you, I mean, that's like, yeah. Yeah, he kind of, that was kind of a. Kind of goofy. Goofy move, I guess you could say, a weird move. I don't, I'm not sure what he was thinking, but yeah, they, 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 Fortnite fucked him over, man. And they're winning pretty much every case they go up against. Yeah. Money talks, dude. Yeah. I mean, I know Alfonso Ribeiro is. I think he's hosting a game show right now. Or oh, you? Uh, you mean that um, Catch Twenty One? Something like that. I haven't watched it, but I just. I mean, yeah, yeah he yeah. doesn't. I mean, that show's been off, but yeah, it, they did like fucking like three or four hundred episodes oh. over like three, four years. Oh, he's oh, it's over already. It's been over for a couple few years. You're just watching reruns, but it's actually a good. Sh- I like the concept of the show. Oh, I've never seen it. I just I. I I, just I thought, think you would like. Are you in a poker? I am. I think you would like it. Like Texas Hold'em poker. Yeah, basically, it's basically like that Catch Twenty One, Twenty Twenty One, like blackjack almost. I think you would like it. I like blackjack too. Yeah, you you do not want to be on my left or right playing blackjack, but I'm very I I do like playing. I'm much better at poker. Yeah, poker. I'm 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 actually I I. I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I actually, when I lost my job in Florida before I moved here, I played internet poker for kind of a job. Did you do well at it? Yeah, pretty well. Wow. See, see, you sound like you have stories. I'm going to cut you off there. You should save those stories for the casino episode that comes down the line. Yeah, I got a few, uh, I got a few stories. I'm, uh, I'm a very, I would say good poker player. You're a man of many talents. Poker yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Well, I started playing in Florida. Had a few, awesome. uh, few <laughs> games at a few guys' houses that I used to go to. Pretty, pretty good stakes games. You know, not, not, nothing crazy. Couple, uh, highest stakes game I was playing. It was 500 buy-in. Oh, nice. But, uh, some pretty good games. I would, uh, I did pretty good, but I did internet hold them. For a while on uh, Poker Stars, when I lost my job, hmm. did did pretty damn well. I was playing six, seven tournaments at a time, dude. Yeah, and I know that the yeah, the stakes have gotten real high with the uh, online gaming deal. You got yeah. five, you got like ten thousand uh, dollar buy-in to. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Yeah, but you can't do those in the United States. You have to be. Those are people in mostly London and Canada doing those tournaments. You can't do those in the U.S. You, it's still not legal to gamble online in the United States. Well, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. They actually, when there was a website called NetSpend that was holding U.S. It was basically NetSpend was out of another country. Okay. But you could put money into it and gamble on poker stars. Okay. Well, eventually the the feds figured out about it and if, and if you had money in net spend they held it up for almost a year i had about 2 grand in there i knew guys that had like 
thousands in there. So they got screwed pretty bad with the Netspend deal because Netspend really got fucked and a lot of people that had money in there didn't get it all. They got portions of it. I actually, I I only got like 700 bucks of my money. Wow. How much did you put in all together? Would you say total? I had a couple thousand in there. I only, I started with 50 bucks. So even though you even though you took a be- took a little bit of a bath, you still came out better than you did going in. Yeah, I mean, I only started with fifty bucks, and I, I technically I still made money, but a lot of people got screwed. I mean, people had I I knew two guys that were literally that was their whole job. They were playing poker online. I was playing at their house. I would go there. That was one of the smaller games I would go into a little twenty dollar buy in game. I would go with tournament. We'd have mm-hmm. fun. We'd go there. We'd drink. We'd smoke joints outside. We'd fucking. It was a good time. But yeah, Netspend screwed them. They had. I mean, when I'm talking, they had. They had like twenty five, thirty grand in Netspend. So this was like a like a a lower scale version of Enron mm-hmm. <laughs> with people getting screwed over. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys got screwed over. But yeah, dude, I'm 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 definitely I love I love playing poker. Matter of fact, when I moved here, that was my job. I played in at the cigar shop I worked at. They had a little little game after war after hours, and that was my job. My second job was playing poker and making money at it. Nice. I did pretty well against the people here. Let me guess. You could? Did you like? Uh, did they have like tells? I'm good at spotting tells, but what I'm good at is just reading what people have. It's just so easy to tell when the board comes out. You do watch people, though. Watching people is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. People do act the same when they have good hands and bad hands. It's just figuring out all that shit. But uh, anyway, before we get on that, one night we'll go through the whole my whole poker thing. But in the meantime, let's get back to Eddie. But y'all don't do no moves, it's just this. Y'all do some shit like this. You'd be fucked up. Be... Oh, shit, I Hey, why do we all step on each other's feet? And brothers, we go to disco, get all fucked up. You're stepping and hitting and... Brothers got some dance. They be doing some shit like this with their heads. Some shit like that. The white people do that, they'll kill each other. They be like... <laughs> all right. Let's stick with this. <laughs> I was in the club, man. I I stopped. I ain't dancing a lot because I just got, I had a fight recently, and I said I ain't dancing. I went to clubs. You get in the lot. People get drunk, go to clubs and stuff. Fight. I had a fight with an Italian dude right after around time. Rocky came out. Italian white people. Period. Y'all go crazy after y'all see a Rocky movie because y'all believe that shit. Because the movies are so emotional and so real. You sit there and go like, Hey, this is real. Yo, and Stallone have y'all white people pumped, especially Italians. After Italians see Rocky, they come out the movie theater, they be like, Italians are funny people because they act like niggas. It's real funny. <laughs> they do. They hold their dick more than us to be standing around with. Get the fuck out of here. It's right here, all right? What? Hey, fuck you, all right? All right, before we get any further, this is Eddie Murphy completely catering to the New York crowd right here. This is where he said, 
This is where I'm going to get New York back. Yes, he did. He did. This is the this is the bet. Once again, if you really watch this, you can see a little bit of dice clay in this. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of uh, sprinkles of it here and there. You know, this is the this is where comedy was back then, and especially New York comedy. Because yeah. Dice was another guy who used to sell out Madison Square Garden. So, yeah. you know, just an, another guy catering to the New York guys, the New York attitude, and especially the New York attitude in 1987. And you're from that area, so you should, I mean, it, it's oh, yes. kind of right where you're at. And like, yeah, like, you know, New York City, the city that never sleeps. And New York, let's be honest. I feel like even though he does cater to the New York crowd here, mm-hmm. New York, especially if you live on the Northeast in general, but specifically like Jersey, New York, Philly, these are areas that have a, a distinctive character and a distinctive sound. So they play mm-hmm. to a global audience. So just because you could live on the other side of the world, but if you see this scene, I feel like you can relate to it still. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because you everybody everybody hears the stories about New York and how people are it can be a little bit uh blunt. <laughs> oh yeah. About their feelings and how they feel about things and <laughs> Yeah. That's and where New New York is the only place you could walk around in Zubaz, a fanny pack, a clown's nose, whatever you want, and have people just walk by you and not bad an eyelash. Because mm. you would blend in. New York be- and South Florida. Because most of New York ends up in South Florida in the winter. Ah. Snowbirds, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. New York and that, South yeah. Florida, you can you can sort of interchange both of them. What is but what would you say Boston falls in with that? Since you lived there for a little while, uh, Boston. Some people from Boston do the snowbird thing. Again, it depends on where you grew up in the rich areas. But I I moved from Boston when I was six, dude. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I don't remember much. I remember it was cold. <laughs> No place cold, I got you. No, I don't like cold. It's fucking cold here, and I don't fucking like it. Take me back to South Florida right now, I'd go. Anyway, we got about 20 minutes left, so let's keep going. Everything is a question, too. Hey, what am I, an asshole? <laughs> what am I, fucking jerk? Get the fuck out of here. It's right here, all right? After they see Rocky, they come out the theater charged. They be like, All right, run down! All right, slow it! Rock up! Rock up! Go up people standing on line and shit. Hey, Paisan, you going in to see Rocky right now? Yeah. Great fucking move. <laughs> Great. You don't like this way. He comes out, Sly comes out, he breaks his big fucking nigga's face. He busts his fucking wide open. Fucking Mooney y'all laying on the floor, fucked up. It's fucking great. I fucking love it, man. All right, rock up! Hey, you know something? At the end of this picture now, just between you and I, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but Sly wins this one again. You know something? You know what I like about Stallone's movies? The realism, you know? Because, you know, that's the way you got to fucking treat those fucking moolies. They think that they can fucking push you around. That's your big hot shot. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. 
That's what I like about Schleichosen. And the Moolies are beating him. And he fucking, he don't fucking go down. He's not fucking going down. He comes in, he cracks the fucking Moolies hole like this. He falls on the ground. That's what I like. You know something? You can really do that. You can really fucking do that. You see that fucking big Moolie y'all stand over there? You see that black guy over there at the line getting some candy? Yeah. All right, now he's about 6'5". I'm 5'2". <laughs> I ain't no big guy, right? But I'm Italian. Watch this. You watch this, all right? Before we get to uh, to little Johnny taking out Big Leroy, um, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, um, Jesus, this is another one. He just spouted so many racial slurs. Yes, that this would be another one. You know, fast forward to today. Yeah, would just be absolutely crucified. Yeah, and if you, yeah, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead, no, 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 no. Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. No, just like, uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of The Sopranos. I know you haven't seen every episode, mm. but I, when they initially came on the scene, I don't know if you remember that show took a lot of backlash from the uh, Italian community. Like, I guess like the Anti Defamation League against Italians, something like that. Right. Who basically, who basically took offense to the uh, all of the racial stereotypes that all Italians are associated with the mob and criminal activity, things like that. Well, it's a different mentality for those guys. Yeah. No, no, they took a legitimate, they took a lot, that show took a lot of heat, especially early on. I could understand it. I could understand where it would. And, dude, once again, I hope fucking the the hardcore liberals never get a hold of Raw and Delirious because Eddie Murphy will be crucified because of it. But, Jesus, he just spit out so many fucking, but again, back at the time, it was comedy. People took comedy for comedy in in, in the eighties and even early nineties, and even uh, mostly through the two thousands. Yeah, just, plus you got to figure like he came from that era, and not, not not like once again not to justify uh, racism or like, mm-hmm. it, but back then let's be honest, he was what Eddie Murphy was. He grew up in the sixties, sixties and seventies, right? When let's just say there was a there wasn't a lot of racial tolerance. And people would throw those, would throw around racial slurs, like, you know, like whatever. Exactly. So, and, and, and people had thicker skin. Like, once again, not justifying anything that was said back then, but that's, he came from that era where you talk freely. Right. Right. And it, it's just, it's, it's actually good to hear someone just come out and be funny like this, though, and do this comedy. God damn. I, I, yeah, I mean, I know this was 1987, but. It would be great to hear someone have the balls to come out and do some comedy like this again. Yeah. And I know it was exaggerated, but that was a damn, that's a damn good Italian impression. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm dude. Hearing, I'm, I'm hearing like glimmers of like Danny Aieo. I'm uh, <laughs> heard a little bit of Michael Rappaport there. He's perfect. He's perfect <laughs> in the New York Italian guy, dude. It's, it's, it's a, it's a perfect impression. But, yeah. uh, again, let's keep going. Not much longer. Hey, excuse me, brother. Hey, let me have a box of juicy fruits and uh, let me have some bonbons. I think I have some bonbons there. And uh, let me have some uh, junior mints and uh, give me another box of juicy fruits. And uh, the niggas are going to pay for it. Excuse me. <laughs> You heard what I said, Mooley? Pay for my fucking candy. (laughs) 
I'll kick your ass. Oh, you just saw Rocky. <laughs> Look, little Italian white man. I enjoy Sylvester Stallone's movies too, but I'm getting waiting here to get some candy. I'm going to go see a movie with my friend. Why don't you just go hop in your IROC Z28 and take your ass home? Now, the IROC Z28 really yeah, school was. school me on this. <laughs> it really was the car that most Italian. It was almost like a Trans Am, kind of a Camaro. It was. If you saw the seventies Camaros, it was built kind. Of, it, it actually, this the, the Trans Am. It was built kind of like the Trans Am is basically what it was. It was the same chassis, the same frame, just they called it an IROC. I R O C. Wow. So that was that wasn't so much a stereotype as it was once again Eddie Murphy spitting facts. Oh, it was definitely a stereotype of the Italians. It was a huge every and I saw a lot of these everywhere, but it was a really big car. It was a sports car. It was a affordable sports car back then. And yeah, a lot of Italians in the Northeast area <laughs> drove that car. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was basically basically it was a Trans Am with a skirt kit on it. Okay. To be to to kind of break it down and what it exactly was, but yeah, dude, those IROCs were huge in the Italian community back then. Awesome. So yeah, he's pit in fact. And by the way, during this whole scene, he's grabbing his dick. Just just so you know, you he's know, doing it for night. Rocco. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go again. A little more raw for you. I'll kick your fucking ass. Didn't they hear that rocky music? Hour later? Woo, 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 woo. He's not gonna make it. The big nigger named Abdullah's hand wrapped around his throat. <laughs> and a box of juicy fruits rammed up his ass. He's not gonna make it. <laughs> That's who I had a fight. I had a fight with Italian. Those are the worst white people to fight because they don't know what, especially around Rocky time. Because I was in a discotheque talking to, um, I was in a disco talking to Danny Terrio from Dance Fever. Don't ask me why. <laughs> we in there kicking it, and this Italian dude is standing there with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend is looking at me or Danny. And the Italian guy was, man, Italians don't play that shit. You hear the kind of shit they say to their girlfriend? What the fuck you looking over there for, huh? What tell me that you're not looking at? You just fucking look at you. So you're looking over there, right? Wait, you've been looking over there all fucking night, all right? You look over there again, I'm gonna pick up a glass and shove it in your fucking mouth, all right? You don't look over there. No, you shut up. You're making me look like I'm an asshole over there. No, you should. Don't you ever disrespect me. Don't you ever. Hey. Hey, Box, yeah. pause that for real quick. I did, I did. I, I gotta say, I would not be surprised if that inspired, uh, once again, favorite movie, Goodfellas. I would not be surprised if that, that little, uh, speech there inspired Martin Scorsese's scene. Remember, uh, with Joe Pesci mm -hmm. talking to his girl, like, like, <laughs> next thing you know, you go wind up with Nat King Cole over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. I oh, love shit. the casual racism of the 80s and 90s. You gotta love it. <laughs> you do, man. But uh, at least Goodfellas was based on a true story. This is a comedy show, but you know, <laughs> no. But the one, the chick he had, like, look straight ahead, like, look straight ahead. You. And they really <laughs> drove that home in Goodfellas with him, man. He did it in a couple of scenes. Yeah. You know, the girl's like, "Oh, I gotta look forward. He'll kill me. He he means it. He means it." 
Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, no. He's very talented. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Leave it at that. Like, like, I can see how a white girl could. Like, he's very talented. Leave it. <laughs> he shut that shit down real quick. I could see how a white girl would fall for him. <laughs> he's, he's very talented. Just leave it. At that. What the fuck you talking about, motherfucker? What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Uh, God damn you. All right. I'm trying to bang this broad, Henry. Come on, Henry. Oh, shit. All right. Back to. Back to Eddie Murphy and the Italian. God, I, I, I swear to God, I think his Ital- his impression of the Italian might be the funniest ever. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm calling the audible. I, there's not too much I would change about Goodfellas, but damn it, Eddie Murphy should have been Staggs. I'm sorry. <laughs> damn it, Eddie Murphy should have been Staggs. He probably didn't want to get whacked. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get whacked in a movie just yet. Matter of fact, I don't think Eddie Murphy's ever been whacked in a movie. No, and he's all, and he's always been a good guy for the most. Even in Forty Eight Hours, I would consider him the good guy, even though you know he was like the lovable convict, even though technically he was a oh, criminal. Yeah. He, was, he was like the lovable convict, so he still technically to me was the good guy in that. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I really do think his his impression of the Italians is the funniest ever. I, I don't think anyone else could do it as good. Even Dice, you know, the, the Jew doing the Italian isn't as good as Eddie Murphy doing the Italian. Yeah, and I actually had a question, but I'll save it for the end with uh, Eddie and uh, Dice. Right. some comparison, but I'll say that since we're close to the end here. All right. Yeah, we are. Here we go. Hey, shut up. Don't you ever just I'll fucking kick your ass inside here. <laughs> what are you looking at that fucking dancing and mooling off? Where's your mooley? You know, kick his mooley ass. Push me. Now, black people from New York have this trick we use on white people. It works. Even if you can't fight, you have to act like you can fight because that gets you out of a lot of fights. <laughs> it works. If you have some problem tomorrow, walk up to a white dude tomorrow and step on his foot. And he says, hey, you got a problem? You go, yeah, motherfucker, I got a problem. <laughs> I just lost my motherfucking job to a white man look just like you. <laughs> so I said, I'm gonna step on some feet till I feel I've redeemed myself. You got a problem? The white guys go, hey, uh, I didn't know about your job. And they leave, and brother be standing like this. Ooh, that was close. <laughs> I almost got fucked up. So I know you gotta act like you can fight. First thing you do is you make your voice go up an octave and act real confused. And mom said, hey, what the fuck this motherfucker trying to have this motherfucker? To- Yo, mother, no, you don't put your motherfucking hand. No, fuck, get the fuck out of mind, your motherfucking bitch. I'll bust your motherfucking hand, but you never put your motherfucking hand. Well, shut the fuck up, man. Mind you, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You know I'll bust you. Get the fuck off me. I'll bust your Like this, come on. <laughs> That'll fuck anyone up. I don't care if you're white, black, yellow, purple, orange. Yeah. That'll fuck anyone up if you sit there and do all that and the motherfucker goes, come on. <laughs> yeah. I've I've met dudes like that in a fucking bar. 
where you talked all this shit, not mm-hmm. you, but you, where somebody talked a bunch of shit, and then the guy just saying, "Come on, even if they can't fight, oh yeah, just the just the fact that they're just they're willing to take that ass whoop, <laughs> it makes oh, you yeah. like, hmm, they they must have something on them." Or they must just be that fearless or that stupid, depending yeah. on how you want to look at it. Yeah, and it's been about 50-50. I've got my ass kicked and kicked ass both times. You know, 50-50. Yeah. I've, you know, both have happened in the in, in, in my life. Yeah. And don't doubt. I look at it like this. I've learned, you don't, even the people that can't fight, you don't doubt them just for the simple fact that <laughs> when you get in that desperation mode, mm. you fight dirty. <laughs> Better. <laughs> and you, and you, and you, you it's survival of the fittest. You yeah, win at all costs. Yeah, you better. God damn it! But uh, all right, back into it. I was stuck. I was standing like this. Now you said, "Come on, that's the way I like it." I ain't know what to do because I could act like I could fight good. You know, I'm an actor. I ain't no fighter. You put me in the movie where I'm the star. I kick your ass. <laughs> this is real shit. He's standing. Like, Come on. I was frozen, man. I was standing there. My ego jumped out my body and said, Punch me in the face, Ed! I said, I ain't punching nobody. My ego said, Well, give me a hand. <laughs> Clocked that boy in his eye. Boy fell on the deck holding his eye. He was all fucked up. I looked at my ego. I said, What the fuck you do that for? <laughs> ego said, Because you got an image up. Hold, look, you kicked the dude's ass, man. Calm down, relax. And I looked, the dude was laying down holding his eye. My ego said, Now talk some shit now so people know not to mess with you. And I was like, Yeah! I'm tired of people messing with me. I'm telling me, if somebody else move, you're going to kick their ass. If somebody else move, I'm going to kick their ass. <laughs> Do some kind of rhyme with your name. That always scare white people. Rhyme your name. Because I'm Ed, and if you mess with Ed, you be dead. <laughs> that's all right. Just, man, just worry about shit. You're doing fine. You just don't relax. Don't worry about nothing. Just be cool. Ain't nobody going to move now after they seen you kick this dude's ass. Just relax and cool out. And I start cooling out. My ego said, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Every now and then you got to whip somebody's ass and let them know where you stand. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't see this dude's brother standing behind me. And he had seen Rocky too. <laughs> and he swung around my back and punched me in the mouth real, real hard. Because the punch said, Phew. and my ego said, what was that? I said, I don't know. And my lips said, hey, fellas. Is Doug calling me? (laughs) So I'm standing there with my lips hanging down, looking like JJ from Good Times and shit. And I ain't know what to do, so I screamed for security. I said, security! And that's one of my boys jumped over the table like Link Hayes from the Mod Squad. And grabbed that boy, so I go, pop, 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 boom. Boy hit the deck, my boy jumped on top, started fucking his boy up. He was kicking the dude's ass, and his brother woke up, jumped on top of my boy, started kicking my boy's ass. Then the brother, somebody said, there's a fight in the back, fight in the back. And all the people, the bouncers came in the back of the club. It was a white club. They saw two niggas fighting two white guys. First thing they did was jump on the niggas. Like, you niggas have to learn to stop fucking up our club. <laughs> then we let you in here, nigger. Then we, we saw you laughing while we were dancing. We saw you, black and, it's like, and then all the brothers saw like 40 white guys beating up two black guys. Hey, you can't beat up the brothers. And they jump in the fight. Then it looked like 40 white guys fighting 40 black guys with a big race war and suntan lotion and jerry curl juices shooting all over the place. And at the end of the fight, everybody sued me. 
Everybody <laughs> claim I whip their ass. I'm 5'10", weigh 165 pounds. I can't whip a disco's ass by myself. <laughs> Even people... Even back then, people were trying to get money out of fucking celebrities. And some shit never changes. Yeah. They had that shit fucking... Even back then, you yeah. couldn't fucking... Exactly, dude. Nothing fucking changes. Even back in 1987, you couldn't fucking do anything. Poor Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I bet you people that wasn't even involved in the altercation was trying to sue Eddie Murphy that night. Yeah, I was there. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't actually in the altercation, mm. but I was traumatized by the altercation. Oh, All exactly. that violence. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I couldn't believe I saw that. I I couldn't sleep for months. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, back to it. People that didn't fight sued me. People standing around and watched the fight was in court. Yeah, no, I didn't actually fight, but I was there watching, there and go. it was a discotheque, and a strobe light fell off the ceiling, creating a weird effect with the mirror, and I saw this, <laughs> and my eyes were sprained. The eyes, and I need 12 million <laughs> for my sprained eyes. <laughs> Brothers sued me. Yo, man, the brothers came out and sued. I was like, ain't no brothers gonna sue me. Brothers sued Ed. The brothers went to get paid. I was like, brothers gonna sue Brothers. Brothers was like, fuck that. I'm getting paid, motherfucker. <laughs> and brothers went to court and got educated on the judge. All of a sudden, it was like, you know, you state your case. Oh, yes, your honor, on the evening in question per se, your honor. <laughs> Yo, check out, your honor. I was inside the disco right cooling, right? I went in with my girl. He ran my girl start ill. He said, oh, there go Eddie Murphy. Start acting all tipsy and shit. I said, where, where? Motherfucker. I make my money just like him, right, Your Honor? Because I don't give a fuck. I ain't getting on nobody job, you know? So, Your Honor, check it out, right? What happened? What happened then, right? I said, yo, what you want me? Go over get the motherfucker autograph? I got the autograph for my girl. I walked over and said, yo, Ed, sign this autograph. All right. He does stereotypical 1987 black guy to a T. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is perfect, perfect perfect right here yes for a 1987 what pretty much every black guy in a movie played was this guy yeah black guy italian he had pretty much all of his bait his racial stereotypes covered he did have his racial racial stereotypes covered and, hell in a lot of ways, he i feel like he he did dice just as good if not slightly better dice yeah. than dice did yeah, you know, I mean, Eddie Murphy is not known as an impressionist comedian, but when you really look at it, he he really did have a very impressionist style to him, even though, once again, he's not known as, you know, I mean, he, he's not like Frank Caliendo or, you know, people like, you know, that, that, that actually do impressions for their whole act. Yeah. But... The impressions he did were fucking spot on. Yeah, and he could, and, and like to me, like it's like he did. Obviously, that wasn't his style, right. but you could you could tell he studied like just mannerisms and just mm -hmm. the inflection and what because he 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 when he would do an impression, he got lost in it. It wasn't just like you know, what I mean, some people can try to do like a Cosby or a Pryor, and it's like they'll dip in and out in terms of their inflection, right? But he kept the same cadence, the same like, like seriously, like his Richard Pryor. You listen to it, you feel like you're listening to Richard Pryor, right? I mean, he became the characters he did, and which is probably why he did 
so well in the movies that he was in, you know, and where he would play multiple characters and everything because he could dig into those characters and become those believable characters so much. Yeah. Coming to America is a prime example. Like when they did the right. end credits and I found out he was the white dude, mm-hmm. I was, that was legitimately shy. I thought that was, I swear, I thought that was a, the whole movie, I thought that was a regular character first time I saw, uh, Coming to, I thought that was a real person. Not only the white dude, but he was the little, the, he was the, the the white Jewish guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, all right, we are almost done. I swear. I promise. Like we like, are. Like like probably less than ten minutes left. The ass, I ain't saying a motherfucking thing. Fuck you and your ugly bitch. I said, yo, and I'll bust your ass for saying shit like that. He said, wait, motherfucker, I can't. And he ran over to my woman and slapped her in the face, Yana. Then he slapped me and my man in the face, all three of us, like the three stooges, Yana. <laughs> Twelve million. Twelve. I was disgusted. Yeah, Yana, give us half his shit. <laughs> Once again there, audience member jumps in. He jumps in, the whole crowd laughs. Yes. Brilliant comedian. Again, not the first guy to do this. I've heard a bunch of comedians do this, but it's, it's still comedy is not easy to do. It's not. No, not at all. It's an art. It's something that a lot of people, a lot of people try and fail. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy is an absolute fucking surgeon, in my opinion. And yeah. comedy. Yes. And, and I like how he incorporates the crowd and he find, like you say, like even with, it wasn't a heckler situation, but even when people would get loud, like remember the scene, delirious, uh, the one, the one dude, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> he yeah. He, he, he shuts it down. He, 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 he shuts it down by including them. Yes. Exactly. It's, it, it's, it's kind of what, some wrestlers do also, you know, it's kind of what Daniel Bryan's doing now where, you know, they'll start chanting what at him and he'll start messing with the what chant. Oh, they're doing a fucking 19 year old chant that or 17 year old chant that shouldn't even be. To, it's the same thing. He shuts it down by including it into it. And it's just and again, it's 1987. So they're not really heckling him. They're just trying to be a part of the show. And he indulges them by making him a part of the show. Uh, yeah. I, to this day, though, I think Undertaker had the best comeback for the what chance. <laughs> Say what if you sleep with your sister? What? And then like, oh, people, he shut that shit down real quick. Yeah. Uh, Hogan had the worst where every time they said what he went, you gonna do. What uh, you gonna do? And it was like, oh, anyway, let's get back to a, a brilliant person that has a brain, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I was mad. I called my mother up. You know how you do when you get depressed. You call your mother. You get your ass whipped. First thing you do is call home. I call my mother's house because you want to hear your mother say, it's going to be all right, baby. It's going to be okay. You just take it. It's going to be fine. You just come on home. Shh, come, shh, stop crying. Come on. I'll cook you to me. I cook, cook you one of them big old hamburgers. I even eat Come on home. And you want that big burger when you get a little older. I called my mother's house. It was a Friday night. The phone rang for a half hour. 
which meant my pops was home. And on the weekends, my pops gets drunk. I was praying he wouldn't answer the telephone because I'm standing there bleeding. My lips are swollen. People walking by going, hey, Jimmy Walker. I'm going, no, I'm in. I just had a fight. <laughs> so I'm standing there. I'm praying my father wouldn't answer the phone. And I picture this going on while I'm standing there. My pops home like this drunk. This is my house. <laughs> My house, and I don't give a fuck. You know something? Hey, I'm drunk, Lil. Lil, I'm drunk. And you know something? It's beautiful. It's beautiful, Lil. And my heart and my soul, I'm drunk. You know something? Fuck it. You tell me to drink something in my house? Fine. You don't like it? Get the fuck out of my house. And I pay the bills this motherfucker. I want to drink something, I drink something. Hey, Lil, you gonna ask this telephone? Do you hear the phone ringing? Lil! That's the phone, motherfucker. That's not me. No, I'm not answering shit. I pay the bills. I'm answering the phone, too? Who am I, Alexander Graham Bell up in this motherfucker? You better answer this telephone. Lil, answer the phone. Goddamn, shit, I'm watching a fight, Lil. Are you gonna answer? You're not gonna answer it? Okay, fine. Don't touch the phone no more, Lil. Okay? Since you can't get up if you ask, ask the phone, bye-bye. You can't touch the phone. Bye-bye phone for the end. No more phone for you. Your phone writes up. Uh, your phone privileges are cut off. In fact, I'm going to write that down and put it on the refrigerator. That's the new rules. That's the new rules in the house. I'm going to take the old rules off and put new rules up because you're going to listen to me, goddamn. I'll tell you to do something. You're going to put new rules up. You're going to put rules up. There's rules up. Rules. Rules. One. Lillian cannot use the phone. Two. Lillian cannot, since you're such a smart motherfucker, you can't go outside anymore either. <laughs> cannot go outside ever again. <laughs> now put the rules up, Lillian, and you abide by my rules and my regulations, goddammit. The rules say no phone and no outside. I don't give a fuck if the motherfucker house is burning down. Alright. This whole scene is kind of a callback also to Delirious. Yeah. So, once again, he's bringing it all back to the other episode. Once again, brilliant to do because that was one of the probably biggest and most famous things from Delirious was that whole, you know, it was his uncle, but in this one he made it his dad. But Lillian, Lillian was a big part of the other one. And he brought Lillian back into it. Yes, continuity. Absolutely, man. I, I he, love it. I, I, I love con- if you anybody that can tie everything together and make it all make sense by the end. I, I appreciate that. That's the mark of a good storyteller, good comedian. Absolutely. There we go. If I come home and a fireman put in the house out, I say, "How you find out the house is burning? We got a call from your wife. I kick your motherfucking ass. <laughs> You're in this house to stay. You're burning up in this motherfucker." Uh, no, Lily, where you going? Didn't I just say you couldn't go no place? Now, how the hell are you going to go somewhere? No, Lily, you're not going to Shirley's house to play Pequino. Fuck Pequino. Take your coat off. No, you can't go no place because I said so. The rules say no outside. I know you want to leave. That's why you can't go. You better call and tell you're not coming. You can't use my phone. <laughs> well, I don't know. You better lift up the window and scream your motherfucking head off. Because you're not going. No, I don't give you. You're not going no place. You're not going no place. No, because I know you want to leave. That's why. I know you want to leave. I know you want to leave. I got one of those fathers that gets drunk and sings old Motown songs to you in his argument. 
and fucks up all the lyrics and think he's saying it right, he goes, I know you're going to leave me, but I refuse to let you go, Lillian. Then he fuck up, think he's saying it right. If I have to beg and plead, do the symphony. <laughs> I know, man, because it means that much to me. Not going no play. You be right here in this motherfucker now. Watching the ships roll in. <laughs> then you watch them roll away again. Lillian. <laughs> but I put the rules up. With Diana Russell, it's my house. And I live here. And she's singing Spanish too, Lillian. And my casa, I don't be barking. My house! I don't give a fuck. Do you hear this phone ringing, Lillian? I'm gonna answer this phone because I know Shirley let my phone ring for a half hour. And you're not supposed to let a phone ring for a half hour. You let it ring two, three times and hang it up. That's a lonely bitch at the end of that line. I'm gonna tell her about something. <laughs> Hello? Shirley? Bitch, if you ever let my phone ring like this again, who's... Shirley? What's wrong? Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's wrong with you? What you crying about? Eddie, what's wrong with... Eddie, what's wrong with you? What? You had a fight? Lillian, give my pistol. Who you had a fight? <laughs> what? All right, that's that 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 that's a good dad right there. Get my pistol. <laughs> Jesus, this is that, that that you don't get more old school than that. Get my get my pistol. Yeah, you don't get more nineteen eighties and born in the fucking uh, you know sixties than get my pistol. God damn it! <laughs> All right, we're at the end of this shit. Let's go. Get my pistol, Lillian. Hey, <laughs> wait. What? A disco? A Danny Terrio? Fuck you doing with Danny Terrio? <laughs> Jimmy Walker? And your lips? And, and shot? What? Lillian, and you had to fight in a disco with Danny Terrio and shot Jimmy Walker. <laughs> he shot him in the lips, Lil. <laughs> Eddie, why'd you shoot Jimmy Walker in his lips? I like good times. Oh, you took a shot in your lips? And you look like Jimmy Walker? Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> Who punched you in the lips? Italian? Who what? What do you mean nothing? No, nobody get punched in their mouth for nothing. What you do? Eddie, hey, shh, don't tell me nothing. No, you had to do something. What did you do? No, don't tell me nothing. Nobody gets punched for nothing. What, Eddie? Don't tell, no, no, don't say nothing. Eddie, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> had to do something. Motherfucker punch you in the mouth. <laughs> now, what did you do? What? Eddie, no, uh, uh, Eddie, then, then it's something that you did a long time ago. Didn't I always tell you to reap what you sow? Yes. What goes around comes around, Eddie. Yes, that's why that man punched you in your mouth tonight. For something you did a long time ago. Yes, Eddie, well, you give what you get. You get what you give, motherfucker. That's right, why that man punched Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. What do you mean you don't remember what you did? You probably did punch you in your mouth for something you did when you was living here. I didn't catch everything that you did. I work all day, you play all day, Eddie. Eddie, who broke that lamp in 1971? It was you! Yes, it was. That's why that man kicked your ass tonight. If you still there, I appreciate it. If you go up and tell me that your father said thank you. Save me a trip to California. Because you never respect me. You never listen to what I tell you to do, Eddie. I put rules on the refrigerator, and you never obey my rules. Me and your mother won't respect you. Never respect us. You, Charlie, and Vernon could not respect you, me and your mother. And all we wanted was some respect. How come this all we asked for was a little respect, Eddie? How come you can't respect me? How come you can't respect me? And I'm a man. I want respect. I want respect, Eddie. What be wrong? Baby, you got it. <laughs> what we need. I know you got it. 
Kusala Maske. It's for a little respect, motherfucker. When you come out home. Baby, hold on a minute. <laughs> Ooh, the kiss is sweeter than honey. R E S D C P. Find out what you mean to me. R E C T T T P. Motherfucker, you know it's about it. Respect. You never had no respect for me, and that's why that man kicked your ass tonight. And when I was a child, I respect my parents. And we didn't have shit, okay? I had shit with Eddie. Me and my brother and sister didn't have shit. I had 11 brothers and sisters, Eddie. My father made 13 cents a week. He worked at the Coleco Charge Factory, Eddie, and made 13 cents a week. That's not a lot of money when you have 11 children. Well, you didn't have all the fancy things like you, Charlie and Vernon. We didn't have fancy luxuries like food. What the fuck you gonna eat on 13 cents a week? We had to eat whatever my father brought off from work. We ate the toys, Eddie. That's right, we ate the toys and we never complained because my mother can cook her ass off. Yes, she can. My mother get some hot sauce and some salt and pepper, make a Tonka truck taste so delicious. <laughs> the wheels will melt in your mouth, Eddie. And you appreciate it. And you never complain. And it was all for one and one for all. We always stuck together. Well, Eddie, the only time I hurt my brothers and sisters is once. I came home from school and my mother had made a birthday feast for my father. She had cooked and slaved over the stove all day and made enough food for 13 people to feast on for my father for his birthday. And I sat down and ate it all by myself. I ate it all, Eddie, by myself. And my father came inside the kitchen and put his little birthday hat on. And I never forget, he looked at all the children and he had a tear in his eye and he said, which one of you kids sat down and ate a whole fucking game of Monopoly by himself? <laughs> and I ate it all, Eddie. Boardwalk, Park Place, Illinois Avenue, the shoe, the boat, the hat, the, the cannon, the Connecticut Avenue, luxury tax. Eddie, I even ate those cheap purple motherfuckers after go. <laughs> that nobody buys, I ate them. I ate Baltic and Ralph Avenue. Yes, I did. And then I sat down and ate my father's birthday cake, too. No, it wasn't a cake. We couldn't afford a cake. It was two etch sketches on top of each other. Two etch sketches etch sketch cake, that's right. And we couldn't afford no icing, so my mother would write happy birthday pop on the front of the etch sketch And you know how you made a wish? You shook it till the words disappeared. Then you ate the etch sketch Eddie. And that was your birthday cake. And we never complained that we were happy to get that. All for one and one for all. We would get dressed to go to school in the morning. And let me tell you something about our clothes. We didn't have clothes like the other children. We had to wear whatever my father brought home from work, Eddie. We wanted toys. Each day, my mother would wake up and open 11 Twister games, Eddie. And she would roll a Twister match on the floor. And me and my 11 brothers and sisters would wrap the Twister match around our body like a suit. And then we'd get a Hot Wheels racetrack and put that around our waist as a belt, Eddie. And if there was no Hot Wheels, we used Johnny Lightning. And if there was no Johnny Lightning, we ripped up a hula hoop. And we put that around our waist, but we went to school, goddammit. And the other children would want to make fun of us because we got on Twister suits. And it's no fun to get your ass kicked in a Twister match. Right foot blue, left hand red, Eddie. It's a goddamn game of these kids. I'm standing on the corner, a motherfucker is spinning the spinner and kicking my ass, Eddie. Then I gotta go to school and watch the other children eat real food. I gotta sit there watching them eat peanut butter and jelly, bologna and Swiss, ham and cheese. I got a goddamn silly putty sandwich. And then for dessert, they're gonna pull out a hostess cupcake and I gotta eat a goddamn slinky. A slinky spring. And Eddie, I ate so many slinkies. Every time I hear that motherfucker slinky song, it makes me stick to my stomach. They walk downstairs alone in pairs and make a clinkity sound. A thing, a thing, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's slinky. A slinky, a slinky, a wonderful, wonderful toy. A slinky, a slinky. Good for a girl, a boy. Bye bye, I gotta go. Thank you. There you go. 
I just couldn't turn off that. He was on a roll, so I figured it was it, it just wasn't worth to fucking pause it at that point. Yeah. But yeah, no doubt. There you go. I mean, I, I don't think we can say much more about this, but Jesus Christ, just one of the most. I mean, if if you go to comedy movies, both of the Eddie Murphys, Delirious and Raw, are two of the greatest out there. Um, again, you've got the, you know, after this, you got the Kinnison's and the Dice Clays and even Martin Lawrence jumped on this train and did a few movies, comedy movies. And even recently he did one, but, uh, none of them compare to Delirious and Raw. Yeah. And you know what they say? Mm-hmm. It's not always about quantity. It's about quality. Very true. Now you had a question for me about, uh. Murphy and Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I remember. So basically, I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> you remember. Nice. So basically, they both, you know, were a little, let's say, they were a little blue with the humor. Mm-hmm. They both weren't shock comedians in a lot of ways. Who do you think did it better? If you're going for shock, because obviously they used a lot of language. They used a lot of shock value for their humor. Who, who would you say, like, pulled it all better? I think Eddie Murphy was smoother with his delivery than Dice. Dice was more... Eddie Murphy might have been a dirty comedian, but Dice Clay was a vulgar comedian. Yeah. I don't know if... It, I'm not sure if that makes a ton of sense, but... all makes sense. I mean, I mean, and honestly, you know, when you know he did the Bill Cosby bit, mm-hmm. I feel like, in my opinion, that would apply more to Dice... Then it should apply to Eddie. Because once again, Eddie, obviously he was dirty, he was vulgar, but there was story, there was storytelling surrounded amidst the vulgarity. So yeah. when it, it made sense, whereas I feel like Dice, even I like Dice, I don't have nothing against the guy. Right, right, right. Sometimes I feel like he was vulgar for the sake of being vulgar. Yeah, and I wouldn't even call Eddie vulgar. Again, I think he was a dirty comic. He was, he was, he was definitely, you know, blue, if you want to use that word, but, you know, Dice was out there literally, I mean, Eddie Murphy might have been telling jokes about women, but Dice was degrading women and and they were yeah. cheering it. And they were cheering the degrading at the time, which was very strange. Yeah. But, you talk about even by late 80s, early 90s standards, Dice, mm-hmm. Dice was kind of like out of pocket with some of the things he would say. <laughs> he was. And, you know, it, but I mean, it, it's hard to put their their comedy on a parallel because yeah. they are so, so different. Again, like I said, you know, Dice was a vulgar comedian. And Eddie Murphy was, I would say Eddie Murphy was better simply because he did it more brilliantly with thought, with everything. He didn't just say the word bitch just to throw it in the joke and make it better. He, it was, it was. It enhanced it. It, it enhanced it, basically. Or, or it basically was an exclamation point. It was entwined in the story and would have been weird if he didn't say it. Yeah. You know? And plus, let's be honest, you know, you never heard of uh, Eddie Murphy getting banned <laughs> from anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the mark. You know, you can say what you want to say, but it's all in how you say it. And, exactly. and, all, and all in how you present it. Yeah. I mean, Richard Pryor it was definitely the pioneer of the real dirty, dirty, filthy. 
Richard Pryor, Red Fox, again, you know, we, we, we brought up Red Fox earlier. He was another dirty comic who, you know, I'm not going to say him and, him and Pryor sort of came up, you know, even though Red Fox was older, but Pryor overtook Red Fox, you know. Yeah, I, I, I would say Red Fox was even, no, in terms of like being a stand up. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. his overall, I'm talking about more in terms of being a stand up. Was probably his probably peak years were like sixties. He right. did a little bit like at the Sanford and Son, like late seventies into the eighties. But without question, Pryor dominated the seventies, uh, and uh, Eddie dominated the eighties. Definitely, definitely dominated the eighties. And you know, from going into early nineties, he was still a hot comic. But you know, I I would love to see him do another one of these. To be honest with you. Again, I'm not sure how the comedy would be to, in today's era, but I would love to see another one of these by Eddie Murphy. But, I mean, if if by any chance you haven't seen Raw, I know I just played the whole goddamn thing, but if you haven't seen the the actual movie, definitely watch it. Me playing it doesn't do as much justice as looking at his face, watching his mannerisms, yeah, and the again brilliance I think of Eddie Murphy when he does his comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, we mentioned all the, uh, you know, did you knows? I don't really feel like getting into the fucking news. It's fucking late. We're 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 going into about three and a half hours here. Yeah, I wanted to give those topics do and then like they're good topics to get into, but that's a. Separate show. Maybe we'll give people, maybe we'll give the fine folks in the chat, you know, the Matarazzas in the chat. Maybe we'll give them a bonus show next week. Nah, maybe we'll just do it as a Patreon and make these motherfuckers pay for it, these son of a bitches. Oh, by the way, with love. I yes, love we love you all. Love you guys. But maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll make these motherfuckers pay for it. Um, we'll see. That, that, that definitely could be something. Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. I'm not doing nothing tomorrow. Maybe we'll see what we'll do for that. But, yeah. uh, yeah, man, raw. In my opinion, again, Delirious we did a while ago, and it was just amazing. Uh, Raw is another one that just, again, if you haven't seen it, the the fact that I played the whole thing, the mannerisms on Eddie Murphy, the the faces he makes, the you know, I guess you could say facials, pause, but the it just what he does, definitely watch this movie. I would say this again. To choose between this and Delirious would be very tough for me. Um, if Gun- I would probably say Raw. Yeah. I would give a slight edge to Raw just because Eddie's more polished than this one. Even though Delirious is funny, don't get me wrong, and he had a lot of poise for as young as he was when that Delirious came out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this one, you got, you got more of a polished product with Raw. He was comfortable with himself. He had more life experience. He was a bigger celebrity at that point. Yeah, but you it, know what? It, this was like a smoother product. Gun to my head, I would say Delirious was 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 a better was was a little bit better. Okay, I, I I just think the comedy in it was better, the jokes in it were better. It was a again he I don't know if he held back a little bit because of the 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 flack he got from Delirious. Oh, I got you. You feel like Delirious? He was edgier and Delirious. I definitely feel like he would. So if you put a gun to my head and said which one was better, I would say Delirious was actually better in my opinion. 
that, that's fair. Because you, plus you got to figure at that point he was still young. He had a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. With Raw, even though he, like I said, he did take his shots, he was still he was more uh, he was more Hollywood royalty by this point, right? And he kind of knew where his bread was buttered, so he was only going to say so so much. Yeah, he had done again the Forty Eight Hours, the Beverly Hills Cop, um, and uh, you know he had already kind of gotten into that Hollywood role, and he was. A little more Hollywood than a comic. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would definitely say Delirious is a little a little. I'm not saying like, oh my god, Delirious was so much better than this, he got all Hollywood. Absolutely not. But again, gun to my head, yeah. I would say Delirious a little bit better than this. Not much, but I would choose Delirious over Raw. Just again you know, he, he had that, <laughs> I hate to say, but he had a rawness to him in Delirious that he didn't yeah. have in Raw. Yeah, Strange. makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. you can't, but, you know, you can't go wrong with either one, to be honest with you. You really oh, no. can't. No, no, the, 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 this was definitely great. And especially as a follow-up to the absolute smash hit that was Delirious. I mean... A lot of comics, you know, not many comics have done this movie style thing, but uh-huh. to have one be very successful and then your next one be even more successful yeah, is a pretty, you know, good feat, especially yeah. in the 1980s when, let's face it, the only way to see this was 1987 movie. Or VHS. Yeah. That was it. And mostly it was movie. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he he had not only one, but two incredibly successful comedy movies, which you don't see today at all anymore. When was that Martin Lawrence one, would you say? About five years ago? Uh, Which one? The... um... Yeah, I, you mean the run tell I mean, because he did two that got released as movies. Uh, you so crazy. That was his first one in '94, mm-hmm. and then he did a uh, run tell at in uh, I want to say 2002, 2003. Was it that long ago? Yeah, so and I haven't... actually saw Martin about two years ago. He came. He was on a um, he was on tour. He made a stop in Philly, and that was pretty good. But you you really can't. I mean, all due respect, you really can't top what uh, Eddie Murphy was doing. I mean. He was literally, he set the standard for them all. Even, even the people that came before him. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of like set a standard that I don't think will ever be top. I mean, $50 million and it's still like, think about how long it took that record to be broken. And I want to, I want to bring up a point that uh, Weaves had brought up in the chat earlier. It took four comedians to take down one Eddie. Yeah. With that, uh, Kings, think about that for a minute. And all due respect individually, with the exception of like Bernie Mac, he, to Eddie Murphy comedically could smoke all of those dudes. Mm. Bernie Mac being the obsession that that would be like a good little uh, comparison, comparing contrast. Definitely. But the other three, like no competition. Yeah, yeah, it, it it did. It took four strong, very strong comics to take take over the throne of you know highest grossing. But yeah, man, it's Eddie. 
Eddie Murphy really was, you know, as much as Richard Pryor was a pioneer to Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was a pioneer to many, many comics to come after him. Yeah. So, you know, Richard Pryor was sort of the pipeline. Eddie Murphy just sort of broke everybody off of the pipeline and just sort of, you know, gave them an outlet to go in. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, again, if you have not seen Raw, you've got to watch it. Even though I just played the whole fucking thing. Trust me, watching it, you will laugh harder. It will definitely be funnier to you. But yes. uh, I don't know, man. You got anything else? You want to wrap this up? We can wrap it up. And I'm, I just want to add that I'm proud of our little show here because I feel like over spread over about maybe four or five separate shows, we've shown a lot of love to Eddie Murphy. You know, you got the we've done Delirious, we've done Raw, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Trading yeah. Places, Coming to America. Yeah, check well, all of those episodes out in archives. There, the Eddie is, and it's still plenty of more Eddie Murphy left to come on future episodes for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's all worth it. I mean, the, all the characters he plays are just he he just he embraces them, and it yeah. shows in his comedy why he embraces those characters, how he embraces those characters, because he embraces the characters even when he's just doing jokes. Yes, he like he gets lost in it, and to me that that's the mark of a true like uh, a true artist. Like when you get lost in it, like you just allow yourself to like become the character, and not just yeah. Because like I said, when some people do impressions, they dip in and out of it, right? But to keep that keep the cadence going, to keep the mannerisms going, that that's a talent. That's an art. It's an it, art to that. Yeah. That means you studied the person that you're imitating. Exactly, man. All right. On that note. We are going to go ahead and get out of here. We appreciate everybody. Check us out every other Saturday. Uh, we took off last Saturday to watch GCW, but eh, sorry about that. You know, we'll get back into it. But uh, every other Saturday right here, Mitchell.com slash THT podcast. Check out me and Shaheen. We'll be here Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Mixer.com slash THT podcast. Check out Shaheen, nuclearheatgraphics.com. I promise you, if you don't see it on there, Shaheen will draw it for you. He will make it exactly the way you want it. God damn it. Check him out. He's blowing the fuck up. Check him out now before you fucking have to wait in line. Before you got to get in a fucking line and wait for Shaheen like you will for an Eddie Murphy goddamn show. God damn it. Get in there. Get Shaheen. And we will, uh, that's it, man. We will see you next week. Anthony, appreciate it. Chat room, appreciate you guys showing up live. Always, it's late. We know it. And we appreciate you guys hanging with us this late. See you next time, everybody. Later. Peace.